Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Only the biggest and the best this week for you, listener. And rightfully so, as we hit episode Big 8-0. Dennis and I talk fast spinners. A Godzilla banner giveaway you can win. Chicago Gaming Company's new game announcement. Plus, production... See what I did there? Plus, production timelines for Cactus Canyon. Remake the hot mess that was a third model. Mirrored back glasses, technical difficulties, you name it. We also chat this week about the new Stern offering. Production updates. A new operating system and what's to come with Spike 3. Insider Connected. Connecting with the community in a big way. Sex toy internet connectivity? Yummy. Jersey Jack Pinball's production, new offerings, and tailgating with the team. Spooky Pinball's big questions and big changes ahead. American Pinball's unorthodox release of Love. An American Dream? Question mark? Pinball Expo memories, upcoming shows, haggis making strides, pinball market trends, a hallmark moment, and this week in pinball media. And for shits and giggles, maybe even an appearance by the Silver Bowl Knight himself. Nordmare. Oh, it's been a while. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's Pinball with personality. Fucking rusty. I don't even know how to do this anymore, Dennis. Usually just sort of start. Okay. I'll try. Hold my hand. I'm good, brah. We'll do it live. <laughs> Ladies good. and gentlemen, it's the Pinball Show. We're back, and we're, we're at a big number here, Dennis Creasel. It's episode 80. It was 80 years ago. It felt like it. I'm Zach Minnie, your host, as well as our other host, Dennis Creasel, from the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Two weeks we've been gone, Dennis, and I'm fired up to talk to mm. these people about everything pinball. Yeah, there's been a lot of pinball and a lot of catching up. And holy cow, your notes for this episode are massive. <laughs> this is not; These are not notes. This is a space station. It is. I think other podcasters would appreciate this. This is some, some I don't good know. notes. I don't, yeah, actually, I think they would. There was, uh, I was going to say, it's not Fowler-esque type of uh, direction. But uh, there was a Jason I Fowler, saw Fowler sighting. at the expo. Holy moly, a Jason Fowler sighting. I think he grew. He's much taller now. Yeah, he's always tall, but. No, he's much taller. Gangly and tall and chuckly. Man, I miss that guy. Too, yeah, maybe too chuckly. We had so much fun at the Chicago Pinball Expo, didn't we, Dennis? Yep. I heard you and Tony talking about it on your last EGP podcast. Everybody go listen to that. Expo breakdown while we were still at Expo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Did Tony have a good time? Yeah. It was just, uh, I think we were both in a situation where we just needed to get away sure. from Kansas for a little while. Did did one of you at least say, hey, Tony, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. No, Kansans don't say that crap. They don't? No, it's so obnoxious because the only uh, thing we're known for is Wizard of Oz and wheat. And I'm not saying that those stereotypes are wrong. I'm just saying that it gets, it gets tiresome. Not even when the 20 degree wet, cold wind slapped you in the face. Up at Chicago? Ugh. Uh, No, I mean, it was cold when we left Kansas, too. We get those extreme weather. I mean, we don't have, like, lake effect uh, condition. Of course, I didn't see any lake effect snow or anything. No. Like, I I did back in my Syracuse days. Thankfully. 
but um, you know, getting back and, and getting caught up on stuff. Uh, I thought I thought you might you might find this uh, interesting. This is uh, this is an exclusive to uh, oh. the Pinball Show on the Pinball Network. Wow! Um, but uh, you know, checking my EGP emails, and we may touch on this on the next EGP a little bit. But mm-hmm. Tony did not want to <laughs> did not want to run a review on this. But Ooh. I occasionally get emails, usually people correcting or suggesting ideas for the pinball stuff. Okay. But I got an email for an episode pitch oh, for I us love to these. do. I love it. And so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this first part. So because because that's what Tony was like, how about now? When I said when I said, Yeah, do you want to do this? Because you lead because it's on the video game side. So it's a little tangential to pin- pinball, but uh-huh. anyway, so here's here's what it says. Hi, Dennis. Thought you might want to mention this in an episode. There is a new RPG game with integrated and interactive Bluetooth controlled sex toys. No. Oh my God! The game demo, <laughs> the game demo was just released on the largest adult gaming platform, NutTaku.net, <laughs> not safe for work, <laughs> of and is the first of its kind. Seriously, gaming history here, and this part's in bold. In fact, want me to send set you up with a sex toy and game access to try out slash review to talk about oh. it on the air? Oh no! It would be a really fun episode. Well. It would be really fun. So this is what I get. This is what I deal with, Zach. I'm I'm jealous that I didn't get that email. And this is hell? why people wonder why I'm the way I am. So I, well, I'm I'm dealing with these requests. What would they send you? Like a a pocket orifice? Like I don't know what types. I don't I don't know if it's toys that go on the front end or the back end or all the ends. I I didn't look at the Tony. Tony checked the trailer and he's like, no. But I think in Tony's mind. He was. I think he was thinking that they were going to just send the same toys like around to all the reviewers or something. I'm like, no, surely they'd give us clean ones, oh, right? Man, <laughs> but, but I, but I don't know. So maybe they, just, just maybe that's an untapped industry that I can get into. Maybe. Uh, so anyway, I sent it on to Tony because I'm like, well, you lead the video game section, so while this is addressed to my name, I feel that you need to decide if this is something to cover or not. Well, it does have physical, more physical nature than video games and it includes balls so maybe it is more of a pinball thing I don't know. so wow anyway so i came back to expo and that's what greeted me he shoot everything well i got an email as well never not even nearly as good as that we got an email at the pinball network from a scores pbj a scores pbj emailing us in response to our discussion about spinner sizes on Stern Games, I talked about an observation I made. I thought, I, I don't remember the last time I seen a wide spinner on a newer Stern. Uh, Keith Elwin on Godzilla has put them in uh, on the Pro. Uh, middle spinner shot was a wide one, and I hadn't seen that in a while. And I believe even on the LE, now that we have the premium LE, the right spinner is a wide one there as well. So PBJ said, just listen to another great episode. You question your listeners about Stern's fat spinners, is what he's calling them. And he's got an answer. Did a little research for us, and he said Stern does seem to favor a certain kind of spinner, but the thicker ones, the ones that feel better, can be found on the following games. Spider-Man Pro, Game of Thrones Pro, and Star Trek Pro. I, I would assume premium LEs as well, but yeah, on those titles, Spider-Man, Game of Thrones, Star Trek, all uh, Game of Thrones is a uh, Spike 1? Or is that, yeah, uh, or Sam. that is correct. Yeah, but the Spider-Man and Star Trek are Sam games. 
So we haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. And you yeah. yourself have a Star And Trek. apparently it was a Steve Ritchie uh, favor, because oh, those are all Steve Ritchie games. Very good observation, yeah. He said, you're right. The goat has this one on lockdown. <gasps> mm. He called me a goat. Fat spinners can only be wow. found on Godzilla or a game with a DMD. <laughs> Paul, thanks. And speaking of Godzilla, I want to do another giveaway, Dennis. I want to give these people something. <gasps> you're going to give away a Godzilla. It's episode 80. we got to give away something. Yeah. I don't have enough what Godzilla could, could to we... give away. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you could give away a spot in 2023. That's right. They're back ordered quite a bit. Okay, um, the the Godzilla banners, I, I, they have not been released yet um, to distributors in bulk, so we have not seen them yet. But I want to give away a Godzilla banner with that beautiful zombie Yeti artwork. So here's what we're going to do. It's going to be a fun contest for you listeners. You can win one of these beautiful banners. Remember, um, they don't have an MSRP, but I've seen them sell for two hundred plus on the pin side. So. Uh, Godzilla banner can be yours. All you've got to do is submit to the pinball network at gmail.com an audio clip of you presenting your best Godzilla roar. Well, we'll just have to be honest with these Japanese investors. They uh, come from a culture that values honor and respect. And Godzilla. 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 This needs to stop now. That's it. Mm. That's all. That's not horrible. Oh, they'll do that. Why not? So we're going to, Dennis and I will listen to them. We'll share some of them with, with you all uh, maybe next week or the week after. And we will pick which one we uh, which one we like the most. Okay, this is exactly what we shouldn't do when they show up. <sighs> Mom, that's enough. What? We're out of vodka. Sorry, thought you were doing Godzilla. <laughs> Mom, that's enough. What? I'm laughing. Points for authenticity. Points for creativity, points for funny. We don't have a real criterion here besides make it good, make it entertaining. Make it so. Godzilla banner for you listeners. That That's going to be a lot of fun. All you've got to do is give a screech. Dennis, do you have an example of a, the way the Godzilla roars? Yeah, I always go. Oh, well, that was a, a hungover Godzilla. That's the that's standard. This was the Toho era, or the Shoga era oh, Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kaiju it up. Mine goes, <laughs> that's a pooping Godzilla. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hi to ho there. I'm glad you got me out. I was stuck all up in there. Well, I'm sure glad there was a fat spinner. I like it when people let things rip. Uh, they never have that in the, in the shows, like Godzilla turds. You know how big that would be? Does he mm-hmm. only shit in the ocean? I don't know. I wonder if it's radioactive. I wonder if he's like us where he's out in public and he's like, I, I can't poop here. I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's laying pieces of paper out on the ground to sit on. <laughs> does Godzilla, does he, he's in the sea, right? He lives in the sea? Yeah. You yeah. Don't, you don't want to shit where you sleep. I don't know. See, these are the things they don't uncover uh, in, in the Toho universe, but... Let's take a listen, Dennis, to the TPN correspondence. They may cover just that as well as your pinball news for the week. It's time for TPN Industry News. Matt Morrison here with your Chicago Gaming Company update, including a short expo recap. At 3 p.m. October 29th, the world finally saw Cactus Canyon remake in person. This was CGC's expo seminar. The seminar had its share of technical difficulties, but all was not lost. Our very own Zach Mini put together a very nice sizzle trailer for the game. You can check that out over at Straight Down the Middle on YouTube. 
Pricing was revealed at $92.50 for the LE, which includes a wood apron, custom molded train tracks and mine cart, gunmetal trim, shaker motor, and a topper. The SE coming in at $8,000. The LEs were sold out very quickly, leaving some buyers out in the cold if they wanted a topper. Initially, the Wild West shootout topper was an LE exclusive. However, CGC just informed dealers of the SE Plus model, which will include the topper. The price? $92.50. This move has upset some LE buyers and made some SE buyers very happy. At the end of the day, you can't please everyone, I suppose, but I will leave you with my good, the bad, and the ugly takeaways from my time on Cactus Canyon Remake. The good, it may be the most well-built new in-box game. It just oozes quality. This definitely is the most Bally Williams feeling game to date they've made. The gunmetal trim has a really nice satin feel, definitely nails that vibe. All the other LE editions are just icing on the cake. The topper is just the cherry on top. Obviously it integrates into the game so well, not just visually, but with its own mode. The bad code is finished, but still really shallow. We all know in due time Lyman will fix that. The ugly? No ugly here, this game is gorgeous. Worried about Bart's arms falling off? Those aren't production. Talking to Butch Peel at the show, he showed me that they were 3D printed to make the show in time, but that is not going to be the final version. All in all, I think this is a win for CGC, especially with Wyman's code in the future. But I think that'll do it for this week. For CGC, I'm Matt Morrison. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, after our TPS hiatus from the hype and excitement, and let's face it, a pinball reunion of sorts at the Chicago Pinball Expo, it's time to take a step back and review the Stern news developments over the past two weeks. And at the top of the list, Stern surprised the pinball world, including this reporter with their Chicago Expo announcement that they would be releasing a 40th anniversary edition of Elvira's House of Horrors pinball machine. Yes, limited to just 199 units, this highly sought after and collectible machine was on full display at Expo, much to the glee of Expo attendees. This new Elvira machine includes beautiful new custom paranormal purple sparkle powder coated pinball armor and legs, inside art blades, a 40th anniversary logo added to the full color mirrored back glass, a custom Elvira dagger shooter knob, and a 40th anniversary themed cabinet artwork produced on a hyperchrome embossed surface. Stern will fit this game with its upgraded audio system, anti-reflection pinball playfield glass, shaker motor, and a sequentially numbered 1 to 199 anniversary metal plaque. Also included is an exclusive autographed Elvira trading card and an Elvira autographed best-selling autobiography book, Yours Cruelly, Elvira Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark. And if that wasn't enough, accompanying each game will be a 40th anniversary certificate of authenticity signed by Stern Chairman and CEO Gary Stern and most importantly by Elvira herself. And yes, this machine will also be equipped with Stern's new Insider Connected system. What makes this game announcement unique is that Stern didn't assign a defined MSRP, leaving it up to their distributors to set a market price based on their customer base and local market demand. 
Still interested? Well, there are still a few units hanging around with prices ranging anywhere from 28 to 35,000 American dollars. Wow! Meanwhile, back at the Midwest Gaming Classic this past weekend in Laverne and Shirley's hometown of beautiful downtown Milwaukee, Stern had their Insider Connected system on full display again with a kaiju-sized Godzilla blow-up and cityscape along with a massive LCD leaderboard display showcasing their Insider Connector system and various achievements for all that signed in and tried the machine. Overall, the verdict continues to be two thumbs up, not only for Keith Elwin's Godzilla, but also for the Insider Connected system as a whole, the only missing element being the Insider Retrofit Kit, which still remains on back order due to supply chain delays. And with Halloween behind us and the American Thanksgiving and Christmas in the headlights, expect more Stern code to drop soon for many machines and to hear more news on Stern's last new release announcement of the year. Yes, the smart rumor money is still betting that Stern's next release will be the prog rock music theme of Rush, rumored to be announced at the very tail end of 2021. That's all for this week for the Pinball Show. I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. All eyes have been focused on Expo for the past week, and it appears that it was the center of the pinball universe and a reminder of what shows used to be like. Although there was no announcement from Jersey Jack Pinball, they made themselves known at the show by bringing every one of their games for showgoers to play. Guns N' Roses was unsurprisingly front and center, but with all the new and recently announced titles on offer, it makes you wonder what their next big announcement will be. An interesting development on the movie front may provide a clue. Disney Pixar recently announced the new Toy Story prequel, Lightyear, which is set to hit theaters on June 17th of 2022. Could this be the movie tie-in that Jersey Jack has been waiting for? It seems to line up nicely, but only time will tell if the stars will align on a Toy Story movie and pin release. And on the Jersey Jack Pinball Achievements front, rollouts for Scorebit achievements continue with The Hobbit version 3.12. Update your Hobbit code to experience the achievements that Jersey Jack and Scorebit have dreamed up. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Hey, this is Kaz with an update on American Pinball. I was able to attend Pinball Expo this past weekend, had a great time hanging out with everyone and just playing games and having fun. And while there, I was able to attend the American Pinball Seminar, along with meeting the entire team and finally getting to play Legends of Valhalla. Now, right before the show, they did announce that it's going to be 500 LEs. That was bumped up from 300, so there's more available now. And it was great to talk to the designers, Scott and Frank, along with Steve Bowden, and he was very excited about the future there at American Pinball. Now there at the booth, American Pinball had Houdini, Hot Wheels, and plenty of Legends of Valhalla for everyone to play. And they were also at the Midwest Gaming Classic the past few days, so I hope everybody had a chance to get out there and play the new games. Now you can go check out the Pinball Expo Twitch channel if you want to watch the seminar, or go check out American Pinball's Facebook page for more pictures and info. Now in the next few weeks or so, I want to try to get some more info from the team and details about the new games. So I hope to have that for you guys soon. I hope everyone has a great week and has fun playing pinball. For the Pinball Show, this is Brian Cosner. 
Whew, it was good to hear from all those correspondents this time. Absolutely. Chicago Gaming Company, we're going to start off with this. They announced the Cactus Canyon remake. Uh, well, they, they announced it, I guess, at pew, Southern pew. Fried months back, but they showed it yes. off and exposed it to the world at the Chicago Pinball Expo uh, two weeks ago. And one of the greatest reveals pinball has oh. ever... Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I was, I was reading my GNR notes. Oh. <laughs> I apologize. Man, that was a rough going. That was really rough going. You did not attend the seminars, right? No, no, no. I knew the information would flow out of there like wine the moment it ended, so... I just sort of hung around the doors. I saw them wheel them in yep. into the uh, vendor area. Well, they were in a hurry, too, weren't they? They were running. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, they almost ran me over. That's I right. mean, I'm just like, right. I was going to be roadkill out there in the free play area. I'd be as dead <laughs> as the games that were in that section. I was running behind them uh, moments later. You're going to need an extension cord. <laughs> How bad would that have been? Zach doesn't save the day with an extension cord. They would have been like, thump, thump. <laughs> One second, guys. <laughs> We're going to have to turn this game over just to hit it in the receptacle. Oh, man. Thanks to George Fisher for having an extra extension cord available. George is always prepared. I just knew when I, they were, here's, here's behind the scenes actions for you guys that care. They were, I was in the, in the seminar because I had to hit our sizzle live uh, for CGC that we did. And I was waiting and I was like, shit, okay, five minutes, 10 minutes. I'm like, where is Ryan White and the rest of this crew. Like the, the show, the, the seminar is on. Where are they at? So I left the I left the seminar room, went to their booth, and they're like in a flurry trying to get one of these things uh, into the seminar room. And I was just observing, thinking I can lend a helping hand if at all possible. So I was trying to help there and noticed that uh, Ryan was like, crap. This one doesn't have the most up-to-date code. I don't want to take this one. He tried to start updating the code, and he was like, realize, shit, I'm already 20 minutes late. He was like, grab that one. So then the team started grabbing another one, uh, and then as, as I seen the short extension cord, I don't even know where that thing came from. It was like maybe three foot, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I think we just call those cords. It was a dangler. <laughs> I don't even think short. it hit the ground. Uh, <laughs> and when they were folding it all up, and they were getting it out. I was like, wait, they, hold up, Ryan, you're going to need an extension cord. That's not going to work. And he was like, grab an extension cord. And I was like, not that I work for CGC, but okay, I'm a dealer. I might as well try to help. You work for them now. <sighs> I'm the bitch. So then I rushed and then they got it and then they presented it kind of. Uh, the sizzle hit to expose <laughs> to the world the greatness that was Cactus Canyon Remake. And at 40, 50 something seconds, it locked up. And it froze, and nobody's seen all what, of my Was this work. the video that canceled one of our TPS episodes? This was that very video. That 11th hour, stop everything, run to Chicago, film, grab a game, bring studio, film, edit for fucking 30 hours in an editing chair uh, so that people could see a sizzle uh, the next day at Chicago Expo. For 43 seconds. <laughs> for 43 seconds. Did they at least get to see one of your smoke transitions? <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> I am not. I'm the second nicest person in pinball. And you should just embrace it. Just I thought that it. smoke transition was theme appropriate. It was. It was. Oh. I, just, I looked at it and I thought, I wonder how many hours were spent on that. But Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm not judging. I'm hey, I told I told uh, Doug Duba it wasn't going to be my opus. But... Uh, with two days. <laughs> That's exactly what I told. 
I said, two days, this is what you're going to get. And I'm, I was damn proud of it. But the world at the expo didn't see it. That's okay. So they announced this thing, bit of a messy presentation. Um, I can tell you the dealers were not informed of any of this info prior to the announcement. So I was, uh, maybe this is too much inside baseball, but I was writing down the pricing of the games in the seminar. I'm like, shit, okay, how much is it? Oh, wow. Yes, yes. Not prepared. Not prepared. Yeah, I mean, I heard about them being over 15 minutes late to the presentation. And, of course, that when, when we talk about professionalism, that yeah. doesn't set off a lot of confidence in people. But oh. it's pinball. They just buy up everything anyway now. The, and know, the one good are, thing is this game is a hit. This game is classic. It is pew, beautiful. Pew. It is revisited in a way that I think sh- still shocked people, even if they know mm-hmm. what Cactus Canyon It looked was. great. It yes. looks way better than the original. It plays really well. It, sh- it It is a winner. I think ultimately, this is jumping ahead of the card here, but I think it will be a contender in the award shows this year for a lot of things right there with Godzilla. Which really? Sounds which, crazy. which ones? Uh, things like um, you've got toys mechanisms, you've got uh, topper, you've got um, uh, lighting, definitely lighting. You've got sound integration, call-outs, music, a lot of that stuff. I think I think we've got a competition here. Hmm. I really do. Yeah, maybe maybe on some of those areas. Yeah, some of them possibly. Yeah, like well, Topper for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. On I don't know if it'll get lighting. Oh my gosh, with the RGB. That, that yeah, but everything's got RGB now. Yeah, but not to the degree, not to that same degree. And we don't have a JJP this year, so that's. I mean that that is that's fair. Yeah, that's fair as Joel would say. That's, that's Joel of just another pinball stream, just another <laughs> pinball right. podcast. So I don't know. The sound is impeccable on it with new call outs uh i don't know i think it's got i think it's got a lot of charm that nothing else this year really has the degree of that that charm uh but we have two models initially the they call it the se so i don't know if they're they used to call this the special edition and there was a classic but now i'm hearing people say standard edition i don't know what it's formally called whether i'm just calling it the se do you know dennis i have no clue no, I I saw people were like, why is it listing this as special or standard now instead of special? That's not what like I guess it was on a flyer or something. Oh, but okay. people still weren't entirely sure though of it. Saying the marketing group just didn't know what it meant either True. and just guessed and guessed it meant standard because because they dropped the uh, classic uh, for mm-hmm. this game. Yeah, dropped the classic, which I think is uh is okay. I don't see that as a problem, especially if. If they were doing that, it sounds like sales were probably significantly lower on that end. So. Yeah, my my guess was always the original thought was some people, some purists, they you know with when they launched Medieval Madness, they weren't they didn't know if there'd be big demand mm, for it yeah. to look any different or not. So they had the classic to appeal to those. And my take is after people saw how much better the dot displays mm-hmm. were and color was that they you know everyone just goes that route. Absolutely. So. We have an, an SE for $8,000 plus shipping, and then they announced an LE, a limited edition package, limited to 1,250 units at the price of 9250 plus shipping. And the biggest thing I have seen is the reaction of, given the current purchasing climate in pinball, mm-hmm. people find that LE price extremely low. And I agree. It's a steal. And, uh, pew, any, pew. Anytime you're at 9250 for a pinball machine, that's high. I get that. But yeah, it's a right. relative steal. That's right. Given the current purchasing climate, ninety-two fifty, I thought was considerably low uh, in comparison to the other high-end model pinball machines from other manufacturers. Now, 
I knew when they released this, they would sell them out immediately. I knew when they released this that the LEs, being the only one with the topper, would be the most sought after, and they would be flipped very quick and flipped for things like uh, 15 grand. I didn't know how rampant it would be, but when the LE came out prior to the recent developments the last couple of days, the LE was selling on the secondary market already those spots for a total of what would be about $15,000, if not more. That is, that is substantially more. I think they could have priced this LE more reasonably at $12,000 and sold every one of them day one. Mm. Agree or disagree? Uh, yes, actually, I do think so. Okay, so, and I didn't care what they did with the SE. They might have had to bump that up to 9000 or so, but closer to that Jersey Jack model that, that they're doing their LE and collector's editions for. Uh, I, I bet... I honestly, I think they could have kept the SE at eight thousand and still sell the LE at your price. Yeah, that that's true. I think so too. So it came out uh, once people were able to see it, uh, able to read about it. It was kind of a certified hit. We did hear some people crying about not getting that topper, though. It started there were many tears started brewing on Pinside. People, <gasps> this is bullshit. I couldn't get the LE. I've got the other games. This is. And I get that. I would want the topper as well. But they started that. And then it didn't help that Planetary Pinball's Rick, uh, who is kind of a licensing partner, is also coincidentally a dealer <laughs> for CGC. He started like leaking info about a possible SE topper add-on. And this just fueled that Pinside mob. So are these leaks are that it would be the same topper or is it a different? I haven't read this. So. Okay, so this was this was just Rick saying... You know, they're talking about maybe making that topper available. Since everybody wants that topper, all the LEs are sold out, maybe uh, you'll see CGC announce that they're going to sell this topper or sell another edition of the game. Now, that comes with didn't the they at Expo say, you know, there's a possibility that the topper would eventually be like, I yes. thought I had heard early on that it was, you know, they, that they had just indicated, yes, it's, we're not saying, we're not promising that the topper is only going to be an LE lock-in, mm-hmm. but they also were completely non-committal about doing it on anything else. Sure. They were going to keep the door open there because right, right. I think they started noticing in the 11th hour that this was going to sell well and people are going to want that topper. Now, needless to say the LE has a lot of different, a uh, lot of different features that are great. And that make that bomb probably pretty high. I do know, uh, speaking inside with the CGC company, the bomb on this game uh, may be higher than the other game. Like it is, took a lot of money to build these games. Uh, you get that that L, uh, that arch with with I don't know if it's laser etched, but uh, wood. That's a nice feature. You get a couple other sculpted pieces that are nice. But my argument was the only thing you cannot really reproduce on that LE is the topper. So the the Pinside mob was getting a little getting a little frustrated. We have LE buyers who are like, no, keep the LE how it is. This is this is what makes this game valuable. This is why I was chasing this game. And then you got other people saying, why do you give a shit if p- other people get toppers or not? Why do you care? Investment. Yeah. So this last week at the Midwest Gaming Classic, Ryan White was there with the seminar announcing that Cactus Canyon remake SE Plus. Is now a new trim model. Plus, plus, plus. Everybody's plus. going plus. <laughs> mm. So the SE Plus 
Is this These naming conventions are driving me mad. Oh I can't God. keep them straight. We got CE, SE, LE, Pro, now Premium, SE+. SE+. Plus. I, I want to see an SE- minus where they take the standard <laughs> and they like strip something out like, okay, you don't get the, you don't get the, the dude with the bouncy out. hat. Yeah. The hat's gone. <laughs> the hat blew gone. away like a tumbleweed. So essentially this SE+, plus is the SE plus the LE topper. <laughs> <laughs> just sell, they just sell it as a, a separate add-on. It just there's a well. I, I don't know if we need a need a special plus version. Okay. Sadly, if, if listeners think about it enough, there's a uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to. Say, there's a reason they don't sell it as an accessory. Now, if they add like that etched stuff, is that the SE plus plus that comes with the topper <laughs> plus uh, prime? If you want the plus one with prime. the like the the etching, but not the topper, does that become an SE plus as well, or is that like yeah. an SE? What about like, the railroad Absalon? tracks and the powder coat? And the, yeah, uh, I'm just I'm trying to figure out how many how many icons can we put right now? Spooky's like, hey guys, I bet you don't want to a la carte this shit. I'm telling you, <laughs> don't a la carte it. So, uh, yeah, it's, but, a, it's the SE cactus sucker. <laughs> the cactus sucker. Watch out. Watch out for the barbs. Oh, don't be a cactus sucker. And more interesting news. This SE plus was priced at the same price as the LE 9250 plus shipping. <laughs> so, you, so you get, you get less, but you pay the same. <laughs> But you're you're paying the same because you got you weren't fast enough. So is that them admitting that oh we probably should have marked the LEs up higher from the get go? That's about as close as you're going to get. <laughs> so it's like here you go, it's, here's your topper for the oh. same price as the LE. Okay, so, okay. Here's what I will say. What will you say, Zach? I spoke with owner and president of CGC, Doug Duba. The Doug, oh, the wow. Doug Duba. Uh, working with him on that, that that sizzle stuff, and we, you know, we were just talking business and stuff throughout that process. And this guy's legit. He is he is a great leader. He is a great mind, and maybe more so than it even should be. His heart is truly in the right place. He was more concerned. I don't think he would mind if I shared this, but he's more concerned with those missing out and doing right by the hobbyist than anything else. When I talked to him about pricing and told him, you know, you got to expect, you're going to have to expect flippers. You're going to have to expect this kind of stuff because you're, you're grossly under, underpriced on this. He, he truly cares about, and I'm not trying to show He truly cares more than maybe a CEO business owner should, but he really cares about people missing out and people enjoying this product more than anything. It just, I don't think he has enough hands on deck to help with that. That's just my take. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. Well, I mean, I don't know. Just going over everything that's happened. Well, I, I mean, obviously the positive is the game has been really well received. Yes, yes. So like people are really impressed with what modification. And that's obviously not even touching the future code that Josh Sharp and Lyman oh, Sheets are working on. Oh, that's a whole other on. thing, yeah. But so much about this rollout seemed rushed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to describe it. And that's not a reference to the upcoming Stern Pinball. That's right. That's right. The uh, it just I it just seems like if I put on and just you know, to be to be to be frank mm-hmm. you know like I am sure to be frank if I had put on a launch like this in in my job I would have been deeply embarrassed and I would have expected to be reprimanded for yeah. it yeah I don't know if that awareness is there self awareness but well and and again if they I mean if that's how they roll okay I mean I'm just saying like 
from not I mean from from the the disaster of how they did the presentation at Expo mm-hmm. to the weird let's have an SE plus uh with the same exact pricing as the LE to the you know the the lack of oh. clarity on what what you would be able to get with an SE versus an LE and we'll I be just, talking about more here that you could add to that list uh so so what's the so how quickly do they think they're going to build this stuff? They have some pretty lofty production estimates that they've been sharing with dealers. Uh, the, their plan is to roll out 500 of the SEs starting mid to late November and pausing that kind of at the end of the year before rolling into all 1,250 LEs being produced starting January 2022. Now then, they will resume those SEs after to finish out, but they do not want to drag this out as they have other games because you're hearing you're hearing me tell you they have another game that is probably ready to go okay now so did they do you have a sense or did you do you know when they said 500 SEs starting mid to late november how many of those did they think they'd get done by the end of the year i think they were thinking all Oh, so when I, because I was wondering if you meant by resume the SEs afterwards meant the rest of the five, like they only assume they're going to sell 500 oh, SEs. No, they've, they've, uh, I don't know what I can say. They've flown past 500 SEs. So they really think they can build past. 500 pins in, in a month? essentially eight weeks at most. Well, not even eight, because you said mid-November mid is the earliest. So I mean, six, six four to six weeks. That's 20 to 25 pins a day rocking and rolling. I, I and. I'm sure that their staff could do it. I just don't. Do they have they Parts? stocked up on all the supplies I mean, or something? Because it's it's just to me right now. It seems like everyone is struggling on production. I know. I'm told that they're the parts are there. Okay, there parts well, are there. Maybe I mean, one or two, but they're the parts that, are there. That would that would look really if they're able to do that. That would definitely look impressive to people because every. I mean, you know, from from Stern to JJP, uh, multimorphic is multi month wait. I, it's just everything's a wait right now. Multimorphic multi month wait. I, their resume doesn't suggest that. I hope that they can do that. If anybody can do it, I mean, Churchill Cabinets and, and CJ, they, they can do it, but we're going to have to see. So that was lofty in and of itself. What I think is going to happen, they're going to make as many SEs as they can. I don't know if they'll be the SE or the SE Pluses. I, I don't know. Then they're going to roll out all the LEs. I think the LEs will probably take from January to end of March if they start in January. And then if they have another game that they're wanting to roll with, I see them rolling with that pausing production or putting on a second slower line uh, those SEs or SE pluses of Cactus Canyon then you'll see them start trickling out in the late spring early summer ish uh, before moving on to maybe another uh, another game or another remake at the end of next year that's what I would that's what they that's what I would guess is going to happen oh okay okay so that's all then the the drama is not over <gasps> Two days ago, out of left field, uh, licensor and CGC dealer Planetary Pinball announces that only PPS, Planetary Pinball, uh, only PPS customers have the opportunity of purchasing a mirrored back glass for their CCR. Uh, A limited edition artwork print by Brian Allen. A discounted non-reflective glass and other stuff as well, I believe. So uh, not only... SE plus Epsilon, but only with PPS. That's right. Only PPS customers. Wait, huh? Wait. Only, only, only. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. You can't do that. Why not? I do well what? Uh, I think that's <laughs> what Rick Because they, they're thinking. kind of because they're the licensor as well yes. as the distributor, yes. so they're in a really interesting position of power. And they get the largest cut of allotments, of course. Power. It's like guys should or get off the pot. Like just have PPS sell these if you don't want a, a dealer network or don't. But you can't. 
You can't give incentives to go to it's one. It's a special two. PPS refinery edition. Oh, my God. Epsilon Plus SE Plus. Uh, CGC quickly stepped in and announced that all CCRLE buyers have the chance to purchase that mirrored back glass. Um, the, the sticky thing is just that CGC is essentially having to thank PPS for allowing those buyers to purchase the back glass because they own the rights or they have the rights, they manage the rights to that intellectual property of Cactus Canyon. That's a bit of a conflict, is it not? Uh, the the move, I mean, the thanking not so. I mean, that I guess it kind of falls into a, a hey, you know, Zach will sell you a CC. You could stand there and order a CCR from from um, from mm-hmm. Zach, but but PPS, if you want the back glass, only requires that you kneel, mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of thing. But I guess it's, it's CGC doing the kneeling. So oh. okay, well, but. It, wasn't, it wasn't enough that dealers weren't really informed when this thing rolled out. I was at the expo trying to man a booth, trying to run that ad, trying to take orders. And then next Saturday, Saturday night, I'm getting a flood of emails. Can I get that back glass? What about the back glass? Uh, do I have to go to PPS and not you? I'd like to support you. I'm like, what? What? What is going on? In my view, what, what I think what they could have done is uh, if PPS wanted to offer something extra unique and they like have a special PPS edition and that had been announced and set up, um, you know, I could see, you know, what uh, Jack Winery used to get that with Stern. Sure, sure. So. So it's like, yeah, and I'm not saying that isn't isn't a form of conflict with how how does that make your other distributors feel? But that's a political problem for. Well, CGC I was talking about the licensing, manage. being a licensor and a dealer. Well, uh, I mean, yes, but it's not. I mean, but again, it's like, but everyone knows the. I mean, the conflict's announced, sure, so sure. it's uh, this isn't court. He mm-hmm. doesn't have to recuse himself. It's like, hey, I control the license, and I also. It's like. If Nintendo wanted to build their own pinball machines, people could go, that's not really fair. They control the license and they sell the games. But, yeah. uh, oh, well, I mean, that's it just how feels it, like the communication is not there between those parties. Well, it definitely was when you have Rick announcing things and CGC is like, wait, well, hold up. Like, what are you doing? Can you run stuff by us first? Maybe ultimately this is a clinical term listener, but, uh, this was a, a clusterfuck that I think personally was avoidable every step of the way. And uh, no, I just, I can't envision a way that this could have been solved. That's right. Uh, and you know, uh, <laughs> pre informing your distribution network about pricing and the models <laughs> to showing up on time to your own presentation. No, I, I just no. don't see how it's possible. And I, I think it's there's a too hard. There's a bit of a, a conflict, a bit of a mess with PPS as, as you know, history suggests. And it's just, it's, uh, uh, is this word accurate? Amygdalation? Is that a word? I don't even know if that's a word. It's just I don't know what it means if it is. Okay. Uh, email at the pinball network at gmail.com. Tell me if I know what Yeah, it's too about. hard for us to go to dictionary.com. Yeah, well, so. you know, I don't <laughs> even know how to spell email. it. Uh, so, a good fucking grief. Next story. But I, I don't know what else to say. I'm glad the game is out. It's spectacular. And here's the silver lining before we move to the next story. I know a little bit about this extended code that Lyman and Josh Sharp are working on. And as if this game wasn't uh, kind of a hit in and of itself, yeah, that the feel good is there. Just wait for that. The feel good is there. And maybe, just maybe, we may be seeing another uh, CGC video coming out this week. Hmm. We will just have to wait and see. And by see, I mean S-E-E, Special Edition (laughs) Enhanced. Wait and see. Plus Epsilon. Uh, C-E plus minus. CGC just needs, they need more management there. They need more, they just need more people to help with some decision making and some planning prior to the execution of stuff. No, this is this is fine. This is fine. I don't know if Stern Pinball needs any more people. They keep adding people. Mm. They keep well, adding they're, games. They're, grow, they're growing. They're like a growing child. They're getting into their hungry growth spurt years. You know what? 
I think that works. Hmm? I really do. The clothes aren't fitting them anymore. Might have to look at a new factory. Like, what are we doing, guys? And you're all like, I'm tired of buying new factories for you. Why right? quit growing for a while? That's right. Eat your peas. And then they're all like, I don't want to build more of the old games. <laughs> I want to build new games. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. You're not my real dad. You're not my real president. New guy. Oh, I did meet the Disney. new president, Seth Davis. You did? Nice. Yeah. Nice fella. Had a little quick meeting with him and uh, Gary hmm. Stern and John Biscali. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, did he talk like how the kid I did talked? Oh, I thought you were like Mickey Mouse. Hiya. <laughs> he just explains that that's the stuff that happens when you work at Disney. That's a for swell over five booth years. you've got there, Jack. It's like, it's, it's like Dune and the Spice turning your eyes blue <laughs> with the voice. I get like, that reference now. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh. That's why I put it in. So uh, as of right now, uh, yeah, I'm good. Seth, Seth Davis, is, he was uh, very open uh, to especially like the media side of things and have some stuff brewing that we're working on with him already. So this is, I, this is good. This is good stuff thus far. I, I, I can't tell the future, but this is good stuff thus far. Also of considerable note, since we've spoke last, and as these listeners uh, have not heard our take on their recently announced special edition of Elvira's House of Horrors. They're coming out with a 40th anniversary that was announced two days before Expo. <laughs> Timing. Great. Yeah, I got all the time in the world. Let's do this. 199 units of this 40th anniversary. Yeah, it's too hard to make that one last unit. Yeah, I couldn't squeeze it out there. Bloop. Lots of dazzle, one-of-a-kind additions to this. Uh, you've seen it at Expo. Uh, it's stunning. Is it not stunning? Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. It looks really good. Producing these at the end of November, beginning of December, so they're coming quick. All of those who have premiums on pre-order, uh, I don't think you're going to see those for a while, mm. That which is kind Ouch. of frustrated some people. They're like, wait a minute, if you got parts. So I don't know the story of where this is coming from, why this is. I do know that there was no MSRP that was set. Dealers were not allowed to list any online pricing, supposed to contact for pricing, and they sold out immediately. Mm -hmm. Now, I heard this theory, so let me run it by you. I know you've heard it before as well, that Stern did this because production is so far behind and there's so many back orders that they possibly decide, let's do this and let's let the dealers set the price so they can actually make some money off of some games because your guys aren't getting paid until games ship. And mm-hmm. right now, games aren't shipping very fast. I could I could honestly see that. and Like a, like they're you know, throwing throw their, their distribution network a bone here. Like, okay, well, land some whales, mm-hmm. get some quick cash in, and a lot of it will get to be profit to you guys in order to you know kind of help smooth the fact that you're not actually making as much as pinball. It's weird because it's like pinball has spiked so much since the pandemic started, but ironically, the distributors are making less money because mm. their production is so much slower than it used to be. That is a good point. And I could see that. I could see that theory holding up a bit. Um, the only thing that would conflict with that theory would be they didn't, if, if they're not setting an MSRP, they don't know what dealers are going to price them at. I can tell you, uh, can I tell you? I think I can tell you that the price of the game cost to dealers was substantially more than a typical game is, whether it's pro premium LE. This was a very high priced game to dealers but with what the going rates are right now there was substantial profit to make as well so my my argument would be they didn't know what dealers were going to sell these for so maybe they thought you know estimated i think that people can get 25 out of these 30 out of these 40 if they thought that then yes 
the price at what the cost was, was set up to help the dealers out and efforts to say, hey, I know production's slow. You know, here, here you got Q4 going into holiday season. Here's our, our thank you. And Stern has done that before. We've seen a no MSRP on Beatles Diamond. So there was that. So they've done this before. I'm thankful as a dealer that they do these every now and then because no other manufacturers do this. Mm. And some dealers, including myself, do still have spots available. So it did sell out immediately from Stern, of course. But uh, there are available spots. But the the available spots are 28000 plus is what we're seeing. Purchasing prices on this game listener are averaging uh, between twenty-five dollars to $28,000 on the, on the market right now. That's that's a lot of money, Dennis. Oh yeah, no, it's not worth it. <laughs> that is well, yeah, it's designed for whales. It's relative, but yes, no side of premium production. That's going to make a lot of people sad. It will, it will, because I I know there have been people in on premiums for a really long time, mm-hmm. and if I recall some of our prior discussions, that run keeps getting pushed. I, yeah, I know personally that is a very complex game to make for whatever reason. Apparently, they found a way to make 199 of them whenever they want. Yeah, bomb is high on that game. That's why they increased in the past. Takes a longer time to make these games. A lot of intricate parts in there, but it's what people want. People want Elvira. I'm surprised that Elvira's holding up to this degree. It's a really fun game. It is. Do you think it's a Lyman effect, though? Or do you think it's a Nordman effect? No, it's effect? about Nordman. Or do you think it is the theme? I don't think it's the theme. No, I, I, I mean, the campy theme works with, with what it is. It I just works, think it's, 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 uh, you know, it's toy rich yeah. and it's well integrated with the rule set. And it's a, I mean, it's fun to shoot. This is not like a flaw with it. Mm. I mean, it's not an L win. I, you know, but I turny people I know like to play it. Sure. I mean, it's just, it's just a solid game. It just offers a lot. The house is cool. It's just a there lot a to lot do with it. So yeah, mixes. it's a mix. I think it's the rules coupled with, um, the layout's really approachable and there are a lot of very obvious above the playfield toys. So I yeah. just think those three things together make Elvira what it is. Sure. Now, uh, so I've got a couple spots left. One of them is very special. It's a one of a kind, very special. We think 199 units is, is low. That's a low product. That is special. That is a low mm-hmm. run. But your boy, Dennis, flipping out pinball, secured the one of a kind El- Elvira's House of Horse 40th anniversary number 40. <laughs> I don't know if I told oh, you that. I've got that's the, as unique as number forty-one. No, no, Dennis, no, it's not. What? Yes, it is. Number forty is the. It's the fortieth anniversary. That's uh-huh. that's big. That's that's. Uh-huh. It's only one. Huh? There's only one in the world. Huh? It's mine. Yeah. Well, there's only one forty-one. Also. Yeah, but if it was the forty-first anniversary, you know. Ugh. It's going to be the forty-first anniversary next year. Like arguing with the philosophy teacher here. So if you guys are interested oh, I'm so, in... I, I'm sorry. Holy cow. You know what? I bet you could get 40K for that. <gasps> that would match the 40. Oh my gosh, Dennis. I'm not allowed to list pricing, but um, that kind of makes sense, especially... But I'm allowed to do what I want because I'm not a shill. Yeah, especially if there is an Elvira topper that is impossible to get, but I make sure at Flipping Out Pinball that this number 40 has that topper on it as well as a banner and other things. That's pretty... That's pretty interesting. Contact us for more details. Bye, bye, bye! We were educated a couple weeks ago at the Pinball Expo during one of the seminars. George Gomez talked about Spike 3 now being <gasps> in development. Ooh. Spike 3 system. This extra is spiky. Extra spiky. And it's going to support extra spiky 4K video. Okay. You're going where I'm going with this. I I mean, I, 
I think it's you you want to keep your technology current. So completely understand. Sure, sure. And, and having Spike 3 able to output 4K, completely understand. Absolutely. At the size of the screens Thank they you. use, yep. I don't see the point in doing 4K. It's like and it's the same thing with when you get small enough, it's like you don't need 1080p anymore. 720p is going to mm-hmm. do okay. Like I could see Multimorphic with their big play field maybe getting something out of 4K if they were going to take advantage of the, you know, like they, side do, note, do the why haven't they had an upgrade kit for 4K? Well, again, uh, given what they've done with the, and I've never, I've not asked Jerry, my assumption has always been given what's been done with the art and animations. I mean, it's not like watching 4K. We're not watching 4K movies on the play field, so you don't need it. Mm. It's like, what would you, what's going to be, when you think about Heist or, or Lexi or whatever, like, is the graphics going to magically get better because it's 4K? It wouldn't. So you'd have to actually true if they invest were, even yeah. more in the quality of the of your output to take advantage. It's just, I think it's probably a waste, quite frankly. I think it's smart they don't go 4K. But with the, uh, I, Plus, I, I'm assuming initially, as long ago as they came out with the P3, the 4K systems were so much more expensive back then. Absolutely. But I think it's, it's getting close to being that time, especially as they're continuing to develop with third parties. You want that animation, any of that video stuff. I think you want especially for motion as well uh, and crispness i i think 4k but that's are, about that's about fps i mean most sure, 4k sure. most 4k outputs only 30 fps it would be better you ask any of it our would TV be better streamers it would be better to go 1080p yes. with 60 fps yes it would this. but are is there not i thought there was we were getting some like 4k or 8k stuff with 60 oh that's i'm i'm sure there's capabilities in some systems and such but i don't know how many people uh, Again, I just don't. And the the, digi- it's, the di- it's just pinball. We yeah. normally have static art uh, on play fields, and the screens are so small. I it's not. They're not. They're not going to exploit it properly. That's my thought, Jerry. If they want to be able to do it, no problem. But I'm tell I'm telling you, given what they're doing right now, you would be dumping so much. I mean, you basically be saying the game is now on the back box. I don't know if you saw, but people are paying uh, the same price for an LE for an SE Plus because of a topper. So if people want... That's because they didn't know about the PPS SE Plus Epsilon If people people want a 4K... Wait and see edition. They want the best. Put the 4K in there, Jerry. see edition. Or uh, 8K is going to be here before you I'm probably wrong. It's probably great. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. But Spike 3 is in development. I'm completely with you uh, here, Dennis, because I thought to myself, on that screen, it's not going to matter. Like... I, and I'm a kind of a screen snob. Ooh, my scores are in 4K. Yeah, oh, and cinema snob, amazing. but 4K is not going to matter on that screen. However, however, maybe 4K would matter on a larger screen. Huh? Well, uh, here, here's my, and, and others may, people can write into the pinball network at gmail.com to say what they, what they think. But here's my, here's my baseline that I follow. The point at which you go from 720p to 1080p is a 32-inch screen. Okay. 32 and below, 720. Above that, 1080. So mm, okay. given the shape of the back box, just how big are they going to go? Wait a I minute. I can see them justifying 1080. I can't see them justifying 4K. Even the whole thing was a screen. Yeah, but you can't tell the difference when rendering a video on your phone much smaller than 32 inches. the difference between a 72 uh, or 720 and a 1080. Nope, I don't. I, I don't can. notice it. I think you think you can. I think that's a good argument. I think you're like those wine people that think they can tell the different wines, and then you <laughs> blindfold them, and you realize they can't even tell red from white when they can't look. I can tell between a Coke and a Pepsi. I can tell you that much. That, well, they taste very different. Yes, they do. It's not like wine where it's all the same. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We saw Spike 1 with a DMD. We saw Spike 2 with a larger display. 
We see Spike 3 with 4K. There's plenty of other stuff besides support. And they just note it will be able to. I agree it should support 4K because then it gives them an option. I think they, they got a bigger screen have. coming is what I'm saying. But, I okay, I, I don't know about that. What, what I think Spike 3 is going to do is probably have things like the Wi-Fi capabilities integrated into the node board. Probably some other features that they realize. Maybe they want, maybe we'll finally have direct video output. Mm-hmm. that streamers sure. could access. I mean, there's just some other upgrades that they might want to go ahead and do. Not to mention faster systems, faster processing, more storage for That's more video assets. Especially if they're going to, if they want to support 4K, they're going to want to up, because as you know, having rendered so many videos, mm-hmm. when you go from one resolution to another, it just dumps a tremendous Good amount of file grief. size into it. Absolutely, it does. Even YouTube so. isn't just now catching up to that. But... So I, I'm glad they're doing Spike 3, if for no other reason than I think it, you want a faster system anyway. Yep. We're uh, still a couple years away from it, but sure. my point, what I think you may see and what I would love to see, you ever remember Jack Danger doing those renderings of Stern machines on his, on his kind of his own time where the displays were height-wise the same, but they were more, was it anamorphic? They were more widescreen. I, no, I don't those? remember this. No, I don't. Yeah, you guys will have to pull that up on Deadflip's uh, social media stuff. Whenever he rendered or whenever he threw together and mocked stuff up, this, this there was this display that I always thought was so captivating because it was kind of almost that ultra widescreen, but it was the same like height. Like the deep root? Or? Yeah, yeah, uh, kind of, but you keep the same, pretty much the same size of the Stern Translite, but instead of the ratio... You go much more. I don't know if it's like a, a 244. It goes much wider. Okay. So it's basically the same height, but just t- wider across the back box. Double the width. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's what you think they're going to do? That would make sense for 4K. Hmm. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, 4K is a specific... Re- would, that, would those dimensions actually suit the 4K resolution? Because 4K is actually a, a dimension. It's a yes, height yep, and a width. Yep, 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 yep. And, it, uh, okay. yeah. and I think it would be closer, hmm. too, than okay. current. Yeah. That, that would make a lot more sense, sure. Uh-huh. Over the past two weeks... I've noticed that many people, Dennis and listener, have tried the Insider Connected now, and it is my belief and observation that the community is very much embracing this. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of people are really excited about it. I'm still thinking about the giant screen. You know, I hope they move the speakers up to the top of the back box. No, Bally. I want them no. to change the back box shape at this point. I think we need the. I need, think we need the premiere style with speakers up top. Yeah, That's you, closer to people's you can heads. Do speakers anyway. in so many directions. You can you can build casings inside. It's not a big deal. They can still fit those damn speakers. No, no. I there. think I think we want them up top. No, we don't. I think we need a new shape of a back box. Black rose. People are embracing Insider Connected, and uh, we're going to be waiting for kits though. Uh, we're still waiting to start shipping these to locations. Remember, locations get those Insider yeah. kits first. Those retrofit kits. Uh, homeowners are going to start receiving those. Listener in twenty twenty two. I think the pricing them at 200 will make a lot of homeowners uh, decide to get it. I still think that's an introductory price, though. Be careful, people. And that may be the goal, but uh, you know, it could spike interest in the system where people are like, ah, okay, 200 I can swing that. Especially if they don't own a lot of games. By the summer, you're going to see a 299 price tag on that. <gasps> Man, I just, that's, where, that's what I'm thinking. They don't have it available for Star Trek yet. I also noticed that, remember Godzilla was the only one of the games coming out of the factory with that Insider Connected. I'm here to tell you uh, the recent update is they had a small run of Iron Maiden premiums. Those, in fact, did come with built-in Insider Connected. Mm. So they're rolling out there, too. I know that the the before Expo, there was a couple tournaments and um, Interium up there. People were, that's what they were doing. 
they were chasing those insider connected. They were trying to get the expo badge specific insider connected achievements. Uh, so far, so good there, my homie Gomi. The one of the things that we're gonna we're gonna really struggle with in 2022. More info to be released here soon is I'm really worried about the back orders. It's been an issue for uh, quite a while now, I know. I think it's going to hit us in the face in 2022. Mm, ouch. Smack us. Not my sensitive face. Yes, I think it is going to. I just, I don't want to have to be the bearer of bad news all the time. So we're going to let well, this. We're gonna that's let this. the fate of a distributor. Uh, yeah, but I'm the only one with the, with the platform to speak, so. Yeah. That's because the others choose not to have platforms. I know. Well, we'll, we'll continue that uh, developing story, but... Um, Patience is what it's going to have to take for 2022. Jersey Jack Pinball, speaking of patience, mm. it's been too long and I love doing this. They had a they had a big booth at the Chicago Pinball Expo, big presence they did. there. Love their Huge. setup. Love their setup. I wouldn't want to do that, but I love that setup. Your the, setup was good with your Deadpool glowy glow thank thing. You. Thank you. Felt really good about that as well. And uh, yeah, we, we brought a lot to the table, but... Jersey Jack hit it really big. They even showed up. We had a flipping out Epic Pinball Expo tailgate party. I don't know if you heard about that. You were vi- invited. What the hell? It was really far away. It was. Okay. And I, I had a, a late dinner with uh, with some Kansas City folks that day. So I wasn't actually out. They threw us out of the restaurant uh, at nine. With Carrie Wing? Like, oh. Uh, no, I had it with Gordon Brown okay. and, and Ruth and then Tony and I. Gordon and Gordon is uh, is one of the area players and okay. his wife. But he was like, there's this Chinese restaurant that was really good. It's actually the best Chinese restaurant I've ever oh, been to. We talked about that and over dinner Saturday. We, we did. Yeah. Over a dinner of not Chinese. And, Pizza. Uh, and then anyway, I, I mapped it. And I was like, okay, it's going to take about 45 minutes just to get there. Oof. And they were supposed to end at 11. So I thought, okay, we'll only be there for maybe an hour. And then I've got another almost hour drive back. And I was like, nope, I'm going to bed. I don't blame you. We had a blast, though, at the Epic Tailgate party. I heard. I heard from Amanda Hamilton. Mm-hmm. She had to run the mic for like three hours. Oh, thank you, Amy, for doing that. Thanks for everybody that showed up. Thanks to the really a big thanks to uh, Steve Beatty, Bill Webb, and Courtney Bowman for setting that all up on behalf of Flipping Out. So that was really And nice an them. extra special thanks to Jersey Jack Pinball. They were there, the whole crew. We had Steve Ritchie, yeah. Ken Cromwell, Eric Menier was there, Keith Johnson was there, Brett Abbas, owner was there, Peter Dorn was there. Was th- Joe Katz there? Was I missing? I think Joe Katz was there, yeah. Was Joe there? Sorry, I don't Joe, know, I'm asking. Joe, I was drinking. I don't remember. Yes, Joe was there. Was he? Shit. Maybe you just imagined he it's was there. It's hard because I hung out with him a lot at Expo, so I don't know if he was It all blends. It all blends. It's been a while. But uh, no, they had a good... Uh, speaking of achievements, a lot of people playing those achievements as well with Scorebit. They had a nice display mm-hmm. there. That's free. And to pay for it, yeah. that's free, free. Free, free. Yeah. And did you know that the the Scorebit achievement stuff in Jersey Jack Games is now compatible with The Hobbit and with The Wizard of Oz? I did know that. Wow. That's awesome. It's all games now, but what? Uh, pirates? <laughs> Just waiting yeah. for that final wizard mode. Not nudging you there, Kiefer, nothing. I think other people are helping with that. We get the whole team on that one. Hmm. Steve Ritchie was at the tailgate party, new, new designer over at Jersey Jack pinball. And he was, he was, he was very Steve Ritchie. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. He's, uh, he's always been sort of a tell it like it is in the, in these discussion formats. You have to go back and watch that VOD of that stream because he, I, I saw Ken Cromwell beside him squirming. (laughs) <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, Ken, Ken is a, let's keep everything at yes. peace. 
That's right. He did not like. And Steve that. was all no peace. Yeah, Steve no was like uh, saying he hated working on the Led Zeppelin game because <laughs> he did, couldn't couldn't uh, get Stairway to Heaven in there. And <laughs> was, was that why he didn't put anything in it? Oh yeah, he even said he was like he said quote or he said he quote had this nice design for a stairway, but then later said he just he couldn't get it implemented. I'm just now imagining like this, this uh, like an escalator where you're just watching the ball go up an escalator. <laughs> but I guess escalator to heaven doesn't have the same ring to it. Bye, you an escalator to heaven. Watch your shoelaces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and her shoes trapped within, and soon it will chew upon her shins. That's right. And the blood will go spurting across the floor. Oh, uh, the one-time Crocs make sense. Have you ever seen anybody get their shoelaces caught up in one of those things? No, no, no. I've always I wanted to see it happen just to see how strong it was. That's <laughs> so cruel. I know. Maybe not a kid because they're most susceptible. And, yeah, and maybe, maybe not, not a kid. They're most susceptible to being sucked yeah, into the machine And old works. people, it would never happen because they're only Velcro. But somebody that's <laughs> ample, like able-bodied to be able to fight that fight of an escalator stair. <laughs> I'm just... Just imagine one of your kids getting their shoelace stuck after afterward, and they're like, "What are you doing?" It's you, and they're going, "I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from watching you." I have no foot, Papa. Do you think? What do you think it would do? And then you're mad because you have to loan him one of your limited edition Jordans, and they're walking around with one awesome shoe and one like shoe that was the same as all the other kids have to wear. Nope, they would scuff those up. Do you think that it would surely? Nowadays, escalator uh, systems have a, a a blockage, a stop, an emergency emergency stop thing. If if something gets, uh, I think in. there's a button on both of the top and the bottom. You have to rely also, on the I gas station button. Well, <laughs> for the leak? I, I just I think it stops once the shoe's stuck in the gear works too, <gasps> right? But what if said foot is in shoe? I mean, it's not a garbage disposal. It's supposed to. It's not supposed to chop things up. The escalator is not a ch- chomper. So okay, I think it's fine. I think it this might bind. That might be a strong motor to lift all those people up. All right. Okay, so the sorry. bottom line is, Steve, mm. he didn't get to do a stairway. That'd be funny if he had done the stairway and there was no stairway to heaven. Yeah, he was shitting on Stern. But to be fair, mm. I've spoken with some Stern people, and they're not as public, but uh, there are some mutual feelings there. Well, you know, I always heard it could be difficult to work with work with Steve. Well, I, absolutely. And you've heard it's difficult to work with me as well, but you always refute those. Well, claims. no, that's true. Well, not always. Not always. I'm Sometimes snuggly. it's difficult. I'm snuggly. Oh, I love this this next point with Jerry's Jack Pinball. I'm really surprised that the production of GNR LEs has been showing some life lately. They've, mm. they've actually really been starting to ship a, at a better pace, uh, even with Wonka Ellie's too. We've got oh yeah, because Wonka- they have that second line yeah. up now. Wonka Ellie's in stock right now, and I love that. So I'm, I was really impressed with uh, with the pacing right now of that production. Knock on wood. Hopefully, but what does that mean for the next game? Eh, you guys, we're still in we're still in spring, if I were to guess. Did you uh, talk with Brett Abbas? I did. So does he know pinball? He does. He's a big fan. Okay. He's a big pinball fan. Yeah, that's why they. I think that's why they bought the business because him and his dad were just so into pinball. Hmm. Okay. And if I was a billionaire and I was that into pinball as I am, you damn right I'd be trying to make my own machines. No, he's in it. 
And that's when you, that's when you would you would you would go and buy pinball adventures. Mm, well, hmm. that's a whole other. Where's story. Punny Factory? I didn't have any Punny Factory updates at Expo. I was at Expo and wondering where Spooky Pinball. Do they normally show to Expo? No, they don't. There's a thing. You see, I, I think there's something. Here's my get. Here's my theory. We get to you know we get to speculate on theorize. I don't have to ask anyone. I just I'll just throw it out there. Mm-hmm. I think something happened between Spooky leadership and Expo leadership years ago, and they don't like each other, or at least Spooky doesn't like Expo. That's actually correct. That's no speculation. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not as fun. When I it's know true. Well, it is. Uh, it was when my Mike Pasak was back there and. There's back and forths. And, yeah, but uh, Mike's not been involved for several years now. Eh, maybe it has to do with Burke, too. I don't know. But Spooky mm. spooky doesn't go to Expo. They just they will not go to Expo. They usually teamed up with Pinball Life to have their own thing, but Pinball Life didn't do anything this year. We did not see a Spooky sighting at, uh, at Pinball Expo. Well, I heard that the Expo people kidnapped one of the Spooky children. Whoa. Years ago, the, one, the one that was named, named uh, Squirrel? Carp. No, Carp. <laughs> Carp and was carp and carp was never seen again. <laughs> Squirrel bug and carp. Uh, you touch every part there. That's good. Now, so a spooky pinball wasn't there. Spooky pinball has been interesting as of late. They're still cranking out machines. They're getting uh, they're getting beat up a little bit about coding on Halloween and Ultraman. Yeah, I was. Well, I didn't expect Spooky to be there. I was hoping that, and I know JJ with uh, Game Exchange had one up in like some suite, but like. There wasn't one on the floor, so Why I didn't. didn't. You go to the JJ suite because I don't know him. So I would have. Uh, we went up. I there, don't just go I? into people's hotel rooms and be like, "Yo, don't, do you know who I am? I'm Dennis. Let me play Halloween so I can judge it." Well, I did my uh, my patented donkey kick um, to alert. Yeah, but everyone. everyone knows you. You're like a pinball ambassador. So are you, Dennis Creasel? No, I am not. You've got characters and shit. I don't. I get Doctor Phil, but yeah, you're like, well, they're the, I've got Doctor Phil, and I've got <laughs> and Terry, and I've got oh yeah, Terry. Terry. Uh, so yeah, Spooky Pinball. There's some some interesting stuff going on at Spooky Pinball right now. I think um, I think over the next six months we we'll hear we'll hear all kinds of things. I'm gonna. You know that sound you can hear when people take a gulp and you get the Google yep. sort of sound when they're nervous about something. Yep. I think a lot of it seems to me that a lot of people online are doing the gulp about uh, the the current games. I just pictured Jim Carrey and Liar Liar guzzling that water and then he just spits uh. it out and says, "Come on." Yeah, yeah. Spooky Pim. Uh, speaking of, I, I feel like something's going on there. Bowen Karen's no longer with Spooky Team. Mm. Now I knew that uh, because he wasn't in the listing that he wasn't working on Halloween and Ultraman. I didn't know if that was just like yeah, but they kind of sounded all- like he was still helping conjure, you know, uh, lending a help. Well, I wonder if he was maybe you know still doing stuff with Rick and Morty or maybe mm-hmm. the next you know the next game whenever that is. And that's not to say they can't go back and and do something with him in the future either. Sure, sure. I want you guys as listeners to hear this. I'm going to quote Bowen Karens on Pinside talking about this relationship. He said, quote, Second, I no longer work with Spooky Pinball. The first time I saw the layout, the art and the rules for Halloween and Ultraman was the first time you saw it publicly. Now, that's a statement indicating that uh, he was not he was not included. Uh, well, his first sentence was, I no longer work with Spooky Pinball. So yeah, well, uh, why would they show it to him if he wasn't working with them? Okay, you're saying if he wasn't working with him prior to right, even, right. okay, that was. I think the second sentence is merely sh- saying, "Hey, yeah, I no longer work with oh, Spooky okay. Pinball." Gotcha. As proof of this, okay. I saw all the stuff about it when you guys did. Continuing the quote, he said, "After it was revealed, I gave Spooky some advice on what they could or should do with these games based on video. I have not played either game at all, and I have not seen my suggestions implemented. What they do with my advice is entirely their decision. 
I'm not involved in any way. That is not what I would have preferred, but that is what they chose. I will always root for Spooky to succeed, and I'm grateful for the opportunity that Charlie and the rest of the Spooky team gave me to work with them on Alice Cooper and Rick and Morty. So this is very definitive that he's saying he was given the we no longer need you thing. Yeah, this this statement tells me three things. One, he just makes it really clear that he's not with Spooky anymore and he wasn't involved in the development of Halloween and Ultraman. Mm -hmm. Two, it makes it clear that he wanted to stay with Spooky Pinball and they chose to end doing it. Mm -hmm. And three... He seems to clearly want to make it clear that he is in no way responsible with how this game is turning out. And I think he's suggesting that (laughs) reading between the lines, I'm getting the impression that he is not a fan of what the direction this game is going in. Correct. If you watch some of, I mean, if you're a super geek like me and you watch behavioral patterns, you see what he thumbs up and what he doesn't. And that'll tell you a lot too. Just saying. Where's Mm. David Van S? The animator. I know the name, but I don't know why I know that name. Oh, he was like an integral part to this team. He was he was the one that moved from Australia over here. He was in Texas talking oh, about. Oh yeah, I heard an interview yeah, with talking him. about moving yeah, to wow. Benton. He was remember he was talking about developing. He he was supposed to be the designer of their next game before this uh, this teamwork huh. approach. Like I wonder if the pandemic impacted anything. Maybe, but he his animation on and some of his animation work on Alice Cooper was second to none. It was fantastic. I don't know. What you is, don't think he animated Halloween? He did not. We know that he did not. So there are some changes going on at Spooky, and uh, we'll see in the future what comes of it all. Mm-hmm. But they're they're pushing games out. Pushing games out. They're making changes to games. We'll see what happens. Speaking of pushing games out, American Pinball should be pushing out a brand new game called Legends of Valhalla, partnering up with Riot Pinball. Scott and Frank over there. Yeah, yeah. They because they announced it a while. Oh, well, I mean, well, we've we talked about Valhalla yeah, for a we while. Knew it was happening, and they also announced that Steve Bowden has joined the team. Yeah, he's. I said, I said, hey minus. to Steve at Expo, and he seemed really, really excited. Yeah. So I'm glad he. Uh, he. I really was skeptical that I didn't know what company would be wanting to pick up another. Per- though he's not in doing rules, he's doing something quite a bit different, uh, which surprised me. But I think that they'll, they will utilize him. Josh Kugler and him kind of have the same mindset of creativity when it comes to rules and taking risks. So, well, I, and it made I, more sense at that point to me as well because I, at first I was thinking if I was only keep I was keeping him in the box of rules, mm-hmm. and so they clearly were thinking broader. Like, no, no, there's other things he could definitely do in pinball if he wants to work in pinball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a, and it gives him a way to get out of Texas. Mm-hmm. Too hot down there. No, never too hot. That's, Oh yes, no. I would. I like to think when I'm retired, I'll move. I'll move way up north, maybe the Yukon Territory. Mm-hmm. I can see you with some sled. Isn't dogs. that where David Dennis lives? Somewhere up there. I no, know. I think he lives where there are people. Um, it's all. It's all north of what matters. So I don't know. <gasps> oh, you take that back, or Quebec will yell at you in French. America. Okay, so AP announcing Steve Bowden. Uh, they had a seminar at the expo. Dave Fix also a coordinator for the expo. Um, he's, he was doing a talk with the team in American pinball to the audience, talked about another game, maybe from Scott and Frank with right pinball uh, at mm. American pinball in the future. Dave fix. I was, man, we were busting chops, me and him at expo. It was fun. Do you think we'll get a, a woolly at American pinball? I think we'll get a, a wrath of Olympus based on this, Dennis, where they virtually changed nothing in this game for production. 
maybe they're looking for another game they don't have to do much to. Hmm. Uh, my guess would be Wrath of Olympus would be the most likely. Okay. Instead of developing Sherlock Holmes or something for him. Nordman's Nordman's. No, no, I, I, no. I think Sherlock's going to happen. I just obviously I don't think Riot's going to be involved with it. You don't think so? Yeah, I don't see Nordman Maybe. doing that. Why not? I just don't. It's not his jam, baby. Why don't you believe in my abilities? Sherlock Holmes could have ramps for days, and Watson, <laughs> he will be a scoop. <laughs> I still want to know who Watson is. Watson's got to be somebody. Maybe Watson becomes Steve Bowden. Well, when you don't you mean Wa- Robin, not Watson? Oh yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, you're mixing your heroes. I'm mixing my. Sorry. I am the Silverball Knight. I don't have anything to do with the hounds from from Bakersfield or wherever <laughs> they came from. Bakersfield. They're busy. Why are those hounds baking pies? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> They're dogs. Bakersfield is in California. Oh, the hounds! Wow, what a reference. I think Steve Bowden could be the Batman or the Robin. Fuck this whole analogy. (laughs) What? No, Steve, don't take my cow. (laughs) That's not for you. We learned about, we learned about uh, legends of Valhalla a little bit more. And the biggest mechanical change from the riot legends of Valhalla to the, to the AP love is just a change from the upper center post to a magnet. That's it. Artwork. Okay, I was curious if there was anything. Yeah. I didn't know there was anything. They talked about the Thor's hammer. That's like where the magnet Thor's hammer. You use that third flipper as it's kind of like a smart bomb. You hit it in mm. the hammer. Oh, okay. it looks like yeah, it makes hits sense. that ball, and then it freezes. Yeah, picture the magnet in the top of Oktoberfest, the top of Hot Wheels. It's kind of their trademark thing now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. we're we're American pinball. We kind of do magnets. Uh, yeah, it's like our thing. I'm good with magnets. I like magnets. Um, I like to do magnets unless they overheat. Yeah, Godzilla Pro. Unless they make your game way too easy, like roller games. Yeah, I'm still on that thing. <gasps> oh, you made so many people I, mad. But I'm still right. That's what sucks. You made so much, but there's anger out there now. I'm still right. Anger leads to hate. It needs to be a magnet above every flipper, like four magnets aligning each <laughs> flipper in the bottom, so it tells you, hey, ready to hit the left ramp? Flip. <laughs> so stupid. Sorry, Steve Ritchie. Dave Fix throwing some punches as he always does. He's made a mark because of these ignorant statements at times, but yeah. Although I do want to ask real quick, do yeah. you know, did riot, did they originally develop on P three rock? Cause if so, that would make the code transition. I see. I don't think that like I thought nothing. they were on fast, but I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I know that uh Kugler had a long, a lot of time to transfer over some of that stuff to, you know, systemize it for P. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'm sorry. Okay. Dave- well, no, it's not, it's not an important point. Just, Something yeah. popped in my head. So anyway, you're talking about David Fixon and yeah. controversial statements. Yeah, some ignorant statements. He did a little jab there where he said, quote, we don't do cheap translates at American Pinball. They gave away a, a back glass as a one of the giveaways or something. Oh, a, yeah, I totally yeah. misread that at first and, and, and construed it as he meant they did expensive translates. <laughs> well, sorry. Okay, this is a lot more of a slight now that I I don't know why I took it that way. It's like I considered there's categories. There's those cheap like paper type yeah, they, uh, translates, like what what Premier did in the early '90s, and then there's and there's you know like fancy translates that are hard cheap to tear. Translates we do the yeah the thick stuff. <laughs> we do we do we do high quality double print translates. We you know vinyl. They and do stuff. some nice back glasses at American Pinball. I remember Houdini really <laughs> sticks out. Now they're going the mirrored route. Thank God it's about time. Not that I. Not that I pushed that uh, six months ago when we were in a meeting with them, but they they need that. That's nice. But why why are you shitting on translates? Who cares? 
Um, they talk about wanting to release future games in a similar manner to love, uh, to Legends of Valhalla, putting games on location, not having a mm. sizzle reel, uh, not informing dealer. I don't know if that last part was in there. Just kind of just <laughs> throwing it out there. I that, don't know. It was, if that's it a was great an interesting idea. idea, and it kind of reminded me of when Stern uh, did that thing with Stranger Things. Yes, but where they still did the formal announcements, yes. it was just those were ready to go. I Boom, thought that ready. I thought the Stern approach was better. I, I, I did as well, and I okay. think objectively it's better. I I don't think oh. it's a coincidence that Dave Fix wanted to do a couple of things. Uh, he owns Pocketeer Billiards, hundreds of games on location, so we wanted to put them on location. Maybe that's just a wild coincidence, uh, or you know he's part of Expo pew, and that's pew. where it's played for the first time publicly the following week. Maybe just a coincidence, but I think it's pew, just pew. more convenient uh, for him rather than this master plan of, yes, I like the way we rolled this out, but I, I don't think it's the right way to roll out games. I like having games on location initially. That that makes sense, but do you think they would have done better had they marketed this game with more information out there? I think so. Some media I mean, they, they sold it? out. Until they up until their they sold out run by, by <laughs> another 44% or whatever. Sold out until you sell out. Because <sighs> we didn't, we didn't, that was, a, I gotta say, that was the weirdest statement. It was like, hey, we, you know, we didn't mean for this to be, to really, to be limited. And then they just up the limit, but it's still a limit. I don't know. Mm. I don't understand. They're not going to sell any standard models. They shouldn't. I would just cut it off <laughs> at 500. They keep upping the LE run. Yeah. They're not sold out through. Oh. We've got spots. Oh. We've got spots oh. if you want the deluxe. I can't wait to play it. I was at the expo across from them as a neighbor uh, with our booth, and I didn't have a chance to go over there and play. I was really upset about that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it shot well. I didn't I didn't play it enough to really get a feel for the rules. Middle ramp gate? That's all I hear about. That's what I heard. But Okay. Nah, I mean, it's got, I mean, maybe that's where all the points are, but layout-wise, there's stuff to do. It's all, you know, laid out. Shout out to TPN's very own Jeff Tiolis for voicing Odin and other characters in that game. That's yeah, they didn't ask me to voice Odin. Why don't they ask either of us to voice anything? I'm, 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 I'm falling into flipper code territory here where I'm just going to write <gasps> it off. Yeah, I thought you didn't want any silly flipper codes. I don't. And because it was sour grapes. Uh, if I've done, uh, have I not done enough? No, I don't want your flipper codes. <laughs> Yeah, that's don't a, feel a, bad. I don't have a flipper code. T-shirt's either. gonna say "fuck flipper codes." That's what <gasps> I'm gonna do. Yeah, Ooh. you heard it here. <laughs> I don't want to voice over anything in the game either. I'm done. Finished. <gasps> Sorry, Punny Factory. I wonder if I could have voiced the factory. <sighs> clunk, 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 clunk. You know what would be interesting if next year we have the homebrew section at Pinball Expo. We know that American Pinball has recently announced what they're calling an American Dream. Dave, if that was your idea, that was actually really good. They're doing a promotion for homebrew games, Dennis, that next year, whoever shows up, they will potentially put into production one of these homebrew games at American Pinball. Now, one would think, oh, this is a fantastic idea. But, I don't. But you had a really interesting take on this that I very much respect, and it made me second guess this whole promotion. You care to share a, a bit of that? I, I mean, I can. Yeah, I was on the I was on the I guess it was just another pinball stream mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Becca and Jordan, along with Joel, the host. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we were talking about this. And I yeah, I don't I'm not a fan of the idea. And the reason is that to me, 
it's so akin to what I've heard so many of the artists I know talk about where companies will say, hey, let's run a contest or a promotion and we're going to get people to come up with art for our game or our product or whatever. And you submit it and then we're going to pick one. And yeah, the one that quote unquote wins is going to be featured, probably get paid, all of that. And everyone else basically did design work for free. Mm. And I don't like... If you want, if if American Pinball wants to just go around the homebrew section at Expo every year, look at them and get and maybe go, hey, let's pull a TNA and let's send one of these into production. Mm-hmm. That I totally understand, but running it as a contest to me, it felt like they're just outsourcing the design work so they don't have to pay designers. The free. That's how it feels to me. True free freelancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's not even Fiverr where you're giving them a few bucks for a product. It's just it's. Here you go. Now, I've heard some others having, you know, concern like uh, homebrewers talking about, you know, will this divide like homebrewers are really collaborative if it's a contest. They're a close-knit group, and they, yeah. Yeah, is this going to drive people to be more secretive and so I mean, I and to I'm not a homebrewer, so in a way I don't really care about that part. It's it's important to that audience obviously because it could change their entire social structure, mm-hmm. but to me this Often seems to backfire. I remember in the chat, I don't remember who it was, but someone felt I was being very short-sighted on it, and maybe I am, but uh, but that's my take. And I will say, after that video went out on YouTube, I have had other people contact me privately saying, totally agree, mm-hmm. this would not fly. Or It happens a lot in these other industries, and it gets ridiculed constantly when they do it to artists, and that's what this is. I think it's a really good point that I just wasn't considering. I was overlooking that, but... Once you discussed that, I thought, you know what? He's right. <laughs> of course. You know what? I, I would want somebody to do all of this work for me to cherry pick uh, and not have to pay any of them for it. Go ahead. Do that for me as well. Like, yeah, I get it. I actually get it. I wonder if I, I don't get a flipper code. I can't voice a game. What if I show up and take the crown for that American dream next year? Now, have they guaranteed that someone will get made? No, they were not? very choosy with the way yeah. they said that. See, that that would drive. I mean, if they were guaranteed. Nah, it was I the think some chance. people are looking at it as a guarantee. It was but. the chance. at. Well, imagine if it turns out like how it did when you wanted shirt ideas and you got all the shirt ideas for TPN and you're like, these all suck. And you didn't exactly. run any of them. Yeah. You didn't run any of I them. I didn't run any of them. And then we had people running going how hard they worked on them. And I was like... That's why I don't do this and stuff. Yeah, they worked hard on them. Some of them were some of them were good. They just they weren't they weren't what I was looking for. It wasn't your vision. Yeah, I think we're going in a different direction. But <laughs> what, if, if afraid we have to part ways. Yeah, but the the uh, he said that their their group would vote. There would be a voting process, and the public would vote as well. That concerns me as well because what doesn't stop somebody from like a, a me going in there with a homebrew? Uh, I won't mention other media creators have done homebrew, but me going in there with the homebrew and like a popularity contest trying to win this thing. Uh, I mean, it's a good point. My assumption, I mean, if they're, if American Pinball is smart about it, they'll do uh, like the, the, the video game awards style. And it's going to be like the public vote gets to weigh 10%. Oh, very interesting, Dennis. Yeah. Remember, where, where, remember you where, said that. <laughs> Just remember you said how smart that was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, in the sense of, no, I, I no, let me clarify, Zach, because you like to latch onto these things. Smart in the sense that they make it powerless. It's a, the public vote's a joke. Oh, honestly, it would be better for them not to have the public involved at all. Eh, 20% is not a joke. 20% is uh, substantial. I, 
No, not really. Tell that to politicians every four years. That's that's a big piece. That politicians are entirely publicly elected. It's just a question of turnout. My argument is twenty percent is a big piece, regardless. Twenty uh, percent out of a hundred percent is a loser. Loser. <laughs> We'll loser. see. We'll see what Expo brings loser, next loser, year. Loser. Speaking of loser. Expo, we had we had a good time. A lot of memories were made. Headlines: Cactus Canyon, love, uh, Elvira fortieth, uh, Jurassic Park, the pin being on display, Sonic Spinball, flipping out tailgate, Pinball Olympics was a big was a big uh, headline for this year's Expo. I think overall, I know I heard your EGP, you know the ups and downs of Expo, and I agree. But overall, I think it was a success. I think it was a weird, weird. It was a, it was just an odd timing for something because here was one of the biggest shows coming back after a pandemic, which was going to feel weird and awkward, right? People wearing masks, they're not. What is going on? Then you have a new venue in which they're doing this long-standing show. You you couple that together, it was going to feel funky, and it did feel funky. Uh, and there are some growing that they're going to have to do, but overall, I generally say it's my favorite show for a reason, and. Uh, I'm looking forward to next year. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It was in a big venue. Everything, to my knowledge, everything ran correctly. It was all except for the freaking $1,300 a day Wi-Fi if you wanted it for your booth. That, <laughs> that is that is outrageous. And I buy $1,000 toppers. Like, come on, people. I tell them to go shove that up their ass. Like, that's stupid. There was a lot of good memories. I remember um, we seen a Jason Fowler sighting. With his co-host, mm, yeah. Matt Canaan, who I paid $100 to go <laughs> the, in the front fountain. It was like 20 degrees oh, out. Oh, he was paid to do that? Yeah, I, 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 oh. I well, said, that makes it make more sense. I said, hey, Matt, I'll, uh, I'll give you 100 bucks to go. In. It was like 2 in the morning. I'll give you 100 bucks to go sit under that fountain for a second. I thought that he would call me crazy, but he was like, all right. He was like, I would have done it for free, but whatever. He swam in it, did the whole Shawshank Redemption thing. And we got it on video. You have to check it out on YouTube. It was fantastic. But the hardest part was him standing outside two hours thereafter, soaking wet. <laughs> what well, we all bullshit. That was fun. <sighs> Good memories. Hung out with a lot of people. Um, any any bright memories? I, I signed a t-shirt, a Dennis Creasel mm. old twip podcast t-shirt. Yeah, I actually did not sign anything. Oh, nice. Which is good. I didn't bring my pins. I didn't sign any any body parts this year. So that was, you know, a lot of pictures. No body parts. Yeah, I had a lot of people. I mean, it was nice to you get to talk to a lot of people that you don't normally see. Yeah. So I had, you know, there were a lot of people who'd come up and, and ask me about the shows or mm-hmm. or just want to want to talk about something. I went around in the in the free play area and played games with people. Oh, nice. um, I didn't go in the free yeah. play area. No, you were busy with your booth. At all. I heard the games. You're were... busy up in your room trying to process all those CCR orders that spontaneously came in. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a mess. <laughs> What a damn mess. Um, so yeah, no, matter. I mean, it was my first expo, mm-hmm. uh, it, and it may very well be my last expo, oh! but it was interesting. You're just doing TPF? Like, what else is there? Well, I mean, it's You're not- I have to evaluate just how many pinball trips I want to do, and this the well, it was nice to meet with a lot of people. There are a lot of other shows I've never tried okay. that I might want to try instead of expo, and TPF is so much better than expo that it's difficult. It mm-hmm. would be difficult for me to just... Saying aside, because there are a lot of people I can meet at at TPF too, because it's it's got more people. Yeah, in it. the social aspect. Yeah, I mean, if you're really into wanting to meet in, industry people and stuff, Chicago's definitely a place to go. Yeah, and the food was better. Uh, Texas food's good, Texas, but I, I'd give the edge to to Chicago. But I agree. Um, 
and the and the drive was actually even though it's the same distance uh, or time to get to both for me it's actually uh, it was easier traveling in chicago area than it was in dallas holy cow i can see it Uh, the only thing i did the new venue that bugged me is we had those the restaurants to walk to during previous expos where you can at least mm. hang out after 11 p.m. Yeah, I'd heard that it was better uh, for going to venues uh, in walking distance at the Westin. Sure, or at least the freaking hotel bar at the Westin stayed open. Mm. Like this this bar, oh, I did it not? not, was closed at like 11 p.m. So by the time uh. the, the vendor hall closed and I was done working, I was ready to hang out. No. There's nowhere you could walk with people. There was nowhere the bar was closed. There's no food you can get. I'm like, it's it's a ghost town around here. So I hated that. I mean, part of the thing is like, and again, with, with Texas, I, I never get in the main facility, but there are at least three other large hotels mm-hmm. that are within three blocks, yeah, Drury, all yeah. easy walks. And so if I want to hang out, it's not a big deal. I had to drive everywhere in Chicago. Yeah, and so- yeah. So it was like, okay, and I don't I don't drink much anyway, but it's like, okay, well, I won't be drinking because I'm driving mm-hmm. to and from all of these events. And uh, you know, it was three mi- it was uh three miles to get to the to the facility, so I couldn't walk it easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just like, okay, it's just like yeah, I wished I wasn't in the car quite as much because it just kind of got tedious and sure. uh you know, no food trucks. So it's like if you wanted to get anything that wasn't the concession stand you had, and again, there was good food nearby, but it was still all like two interstates over so yeah you had to drive we, we was, did have anyway. a, we had a nice dinner at uh lou malinati's the original lou malinati's with a lot of tp that waitress people. was a saint she she truly was because we had some really drunken people uh mm-hmm. not n- either one of us i might add not no that, no not that my wife didn't have and not but like in a like belligerent yeah like, not we yeah no they weren't mean or anything but yeah the, the she had to put up with the drunk jokes high decibels she did it pretty well yeah yeah She's like, ah, we get it all the time here. <laughs> and, and as a vendor, I will say, as a vendor, I was really happy with um, with the way things were set up for, for me as a distributor. Uh, we liked our – at first I was worried about our booth location because Ken Cromwell was like, dude, like they stuck baby in a corner. Like you're way back in the corner <laughs> by the restrooms. And I'm like, oh, no. And then I got there, but they facilitated some stuff where we could move some stuff around. We were right by AP and the homebrew. So worked out well. We were mm-hmm. happy with, uh, we got a lot of great feedback. Thank you to everybody that hung out at the booth, helped with the booth. I cannot express my thank you uh, from Nicole and I for, for helping with all of that. And we, I think we made an impact with our booth. Uh, we didn't have many games. We had the Pro Premium and LE of Godzilla and a, a Wonka LE. George Fisher setting up his uh, Christopher Nolan-esque um, streaming setup was fantastic with a TPN booth, but I had a lot of fun. And I think that maybe we see a TPN booth at TPF this year. I think overall, I did like how the vendor hall approaches with Chicago over the TPF sort of scattering maze, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's well, yeah, the whole maze thing. I, I think the problem with TPF is honestly, they're too big for that facility at this point. I think but. so too. They could go bigger. They could go, and especially with the post-pandemic stuff, you kind of got to spread people out. And maybe it'll bit. be lighter here in March because there'll still be people sure. not traveling as much. Yeah. I don't know because most of the, you know, the, the floodgates vaccine deployments now, basically everyone, everyone over five. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we we did have the, just of note, the 2021 Midwest Gaming Classic was this past weekend. I did not go. Dennis did not go. Had friends that went. I, I went a couple of years ago, but it was just too much to have to turn around and do that again. 
So it's always hard when you have conventions right against each other in dates. Shout out to Tom Graff for streaming all the expo stuff in the name of TPN as well as Fox City. So thank you for that. My next show, Dennis, is in Pincinnati, December 3rd through 5th. Oh, Pincinnati. I've heard Chuck good things Wirt. about Pincinnati, probably from Chuck. Yeah, Chuck Wirt. Chuck Wirt, uh, he's the one that co heads that thing up and he does a spectacular job. It was started out, but uh, they've only been through two or three shows. So it's an early youngster, but. It's building up to be just a fun, just a fun laid back hangout of a place. So we'll be there with a big booth. Come see us at Pincinetti. All right, last thing before we get into the glory of Pinball Market Trends is Haggis Pinball. I wanted to give people a little update. They've been having a social media frenzy lately, posting updates, almost blog-like pictures of production in the factory. The Celts is, I think, they're ending their production games. They're almost done with that and moving on to the Fathom remake, which is thankfully about time kind of thing. Yeah, because weren't they? Wasn't their original expectation to get those going out in the summer? July first is what they were aiming to start mm. production on Fathom, and then the entire continent was shut down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they have good, just like many, uh, they have good reasons for the. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people. Uh, I think probably because there weren't very many Celts made. So it's like, this is a company that's manufactured, mm-hmm. but it hasn't manufactured much. Yeah, we know there's, so, yeah, if there's four to five times as many fathoms, how long is that going right, to take if Celts right, took this right. long? Yeah. So. But man, uh, attention to detail over there. I don't know if you've been following mm-hmm. any of that, Dennis, but some of these attention to detail things are, I think is going to resonate really well with the States over here and probably around the world, but it's a collector market anymore. And I think this is going to really help. Haggis. Yeah. We're, we're very uh, detail oriented country. That's why we can go and get a deep dish with the sauce on top of the pizza. And people are like, cool with that. When, what I was alluding to is we're kind of silly that we'll pay for those details. And we make very important some of the details because we are so privileged and in our culture to, to pay attention to things that mm. ultimately don't matter. Oh, I was thinking it was more along the lines of, hey, you know, Haggis, what you could do? You could take your ultimate edition of Fathom, strip everything but one item out, and then have the Fathom Standard Plus and charge <laughs> the same amount as the as your ultimate version. Hell, you can put that's a couple we, more buttons on there. That's what we there. have discovered as a country. Add buttons. I want buttons. <laughs> Courtesy of the Final Round Pinball Podcast, rules designer Martin Robbins did announce that the Fathom 2.0 code structure that he's been working on is complete. There's mm, some tweaking, there's some adjustments that need to be made, balancing, of sure, course, sure. but the, the whole structure is, it's complete. It's done. Awesome. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. I'm trying to get trying to get a Haggis game over at Pincinnati. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'd like to get a Celts or a Fathom Proto over I'm there. hoping, I haven't, I haven't asked a Martin this, but I, I've been hoping that like once every, say, 100 times the ball drains, I want the audio package on the enhanced version to go, Merman. <laughs> <laughs> merman there's gotta be a way to code that merman <laughs> just like it's just out of the blue people are like what the hell is that from zoolander I'd be like yes it is oh i wonder what the rights to that one statement would <laughs> and, cost. And, and every 100 times when the ball goes into the into the shooter lane i want to say beauty is the is, <laughs> is the essence of wetness, of wetness <laughs> is the essence of beauty you know what i think next year you and i co-collab and for the American dream, we're going to have a Fathom remake reskinned into just Zoolander's Merman. <laughs> we'll take it home. The translator. And they would have to build it. Merman. <laughs> I'd be willing to reach out to, to, to Ben to do call outs. <laughs> <laughs> Jackpot. Uh, <laughs> 
The uh, what is it? The Malaysian Prime Minister. Oh, I can see there's a hurry up. <laughs> oh, so much there. So much. What is this? A pinball for ants? <laughs> He's absolutely right. I'll get Will Farrell too. Why not? Why not? Let's go ahead and get uh, Owen Wilson too. You can dare lick my balls. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. You heard that cue from Dennis. It means it's his favorite pinball segment. Speaking of, we got award shows coming up with the industry awards potentially. Twippies recently being announced. I wonder if we're going to see any additional changes to the media components of this. I can, I don't know about you, Dennis and listener, but I think we might get a couple votes for, you know, favorite pinball podcast segment. Huh? Maybe favorite pinball uh, podcast host. No, Maybe. I don't think any of favorite the award shows want to make more trophies. Interview. No. Well, some of the trophies are pretty cheap. Let's not. Yeah, but it still work. You got to get them printed work. and whether there's an error, what if the pan what if the plate is crooked and the person who gets it notices but doesn't want to say anything because mm. it would come across as rude. How long have really we been obvious? We've been doing pinball market trends for almost five, 4 years, 4 years, 3? I don't know. I did see three. someone with a market trend shirt. I know. Who came up to talk to me and I knew which side he was on when he had the shirt. So mm. I was Well, and Jeff I Patterson was kind him. enough to uh to offer me a gift. Oh yeah. yeah, he had a thank you, Jeff. He had a pinball market trend, or actually the Dennis Creasel shirt uh, from Twip years. Well, the the what, the stylized uh, Will designed that. I found out. Oh, okay, when cool. I, when he gave it to me, yeah, very cool. So it was got, like, yeah, he came up with that idea with all the slogans mm-hmm. and stuff inside the head. I got a chart because that was a really there. cool idea. I did like that as well. It's no Creasel clone, but uh, it was really. Really well received. That's still too uncanny valley. I was getting bothered by how often Joe Fox was asking for his shirt because I was like, I don't really don't want to see it. Did you see it, mine? So. I wore mine one night. Uh, I yeah, it. I did. I did wear it. I think that's when the whole uh, Zach versus Canada, the showdown, the talk, the discussion, because I saw pictures of it and I swore somebody was doing video of it, like a WWE match, which is <laughs> fucking pathetic and sad. But uh, when Canada uh, approached me for uh, the discussion, uh, I saw in pictures, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Here's Creasel Clone just sticking out of my shirt as I was deep into conversation and and, uh, and poking back and forth with uh, with Canada. So, oh, memories, Pinball Expo. All I remember is getting a call at almost 2 a.m. and hanging up. That was me because, yeah, I was going to have you come. It was a thing. <laughs> This thing, ask yes, Ken Cromwell. That's what I do. I get in my car and drive three miles. I forgot you weren't to, at the hotel to, to a show that's closing down. I know. <laughs> in and, order to do, and I didn't even know what at this point. I'm and it was like, that slightly nah. buzzed, uh, slightly buzzed uh, yes. awareness that. And all I heard, I couldn't even hear you. Do. All I heard was screaming in the background. Yeah, that was my fault. I realized it. And I was like, four rings in. I was like, and I like, he's not going to do this. How about now? Ladies and gentlemen, it's what you've wanted to hear, and we've got a big one this week. It is Pinball Market Trends. Is Can this be the Diet Coke edition? Just one market trend? Oh, per each? Sure. No, no. Trending up this week is... <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you strung me along. Oh, absolutely not. Trending up this week is Cactus Canyon Remake. How about it? It's a hit, baby. It is a hit. You guys heard us it talking about it. It can't be up on a market trend because no one's flipped them yet. These things are selling fast, fast, fast. And they have flipped. The spots have flipped. 15K for an LE. <laughs> Boom, baby. The new animation, that topper. Oh. Toppers compete with Black Knight. 
It has surpassed the attack from Mars. I don't care what anybody says. It is better. It is even mm. better. And it's better sculpted. I don't know. I went back and looked at the Attack from Mars topper, and the Martians didn't have their arms flail in an unrealistic 360 fashion. That so, is, it's, uh, no. no. How about no? <sighs> so ridiculous. They don't have a mini game built into it that is somewhat difficult, actually. And wait until you see what this enhanced package does to that topper. I'm just saying. I can't say any more. Turning up is Cactus Canyon Remake. Go ahead and get yourself a... You can't get yourself an LA because they're gone. Get yourself an SE. an SE Plus for the plus. same price. <laughs> Add a topper to it. <laughs> <sighs> oh, pinball's fun. Also training up this week is Godzilla LE. Man, it was the bell of the ball at the Chicago Pinball Expo. Mm-hmm. And it's huge hit. Talk of the town. Godzilla LE was uh, in the flipping out booth as well. Unboxed mine there for all the people. I'm a man of the people, Dennis. Mm-hmm. I, I do it for the love and the support of this industry. And that's what I do. It's a, it's a burden. Hey, I ha- someone I was talking to was was bringing up how you know there are these games, and someone's like, it doesn't. I said, I think I said it doesn't make any sense for this, uh, the manufacturers to bring LE models that are sold out. <laughs> and someone me. said there were LE models there. There was a Godzilla LE, and I said that, that Zach brought that. Mm-hmm. That's not Stern didn't bring that. Stern's not going to throw an LE out on the floor. They've sold them all. But that one was, of their greatest representatives decision. flipping out pinball was happy to oblige. I did that for the people. Well, you are a people person. Godzilla Ellie is up, up, up. Man, it was hot last week and the week before. It's even hotter this week. Secondary pricing on Godzilla Ellie are, they're up there. They're 15K. And that's what you're looking at. 14, 15K. That's amazing. And if people are in that much love with this game, Dennis, at a .8 code, just think where this thing is going to go. This may be the greatest stern pinball machine ever made. Maybe. Maybe. It's already a, I'd say it's probably already based on perception of the community, a top 10 Stern of all time. Oh, I mean, uh, however many award shows there are this coming year, it's going to clean up for Game of the Year. Mm. It very much will clean up uh, all day long. I didn't even get to talk to Keith Elwin. Damn. Even Godzilla premiums, I think LEs are going to continue to rise as you see the delays and delays and delays for the, the runs of Godzilla's pros and premiums unfortunately but fortunately training up this week is family reunions they're coming y'all there's no way to stop them thanksgiving turkey time's coming uncle benny's coming into town and he's a little handsy watch out <laughs> why is there always a weird uncle do you have a weird uncle a little uh a little too touchy no no not that i can remember none of the creases <laughs> relay affection using touch <laughs> that's so mean <laughs> but accurate that's so mean are you guys huggers are the creasles huggers no that doesn't surprise me what if i when i met your well, i mean it depends on the person if i met your dad for the first time i went in for a big old hug what would he do uh, maybe get a restraining order i'm not sure would he be offended uh put off pos- put off yes put off yeah that's that's a very because that's a very odd thing for strangers to do to you. I feel like he's not a stranger. I mean, imagine. I don't know. Do you like strangers coming up and hugging you? I don't. I don't. I think uh, it's weird if if they're clean and well kept. No, I don't, I don't do it. It's not about mind. cleanliness. It's, I don't know you. No. You're you're in my personal space, and I don't know who you are. Maybe that says something about the lack of what I had as a child. I don't know, but um, a, a, like I got a hug from uh, Rachel Lilge, and got to say, like. Oh, it felt good. Like I was like, oh, thank, you. thank you, Rachel. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a hugger. I'm a toucher. Yeah, I'm a little clingy. 
it is what it is. But family reunions are coming. They're coming strong. Get the holidays, the, the Kwanzas, the Hanukkahs, the Christmases, the Krampuses. They're coming. And those weird-ass family members are going to be there. And you, look, I know you don't like a lot of them, listener. I get it. I wouldn't like them either, especially that person that you got in mind. I get it. But there's one time a year, two times a year. Suck it up. Embrace who they are as a person, even if they're a fucking turd. And just embrace that they are, they share your DNA, bro. I'm sorry. I bring this up because it felt like a family reunion at the Chicago Pinball Expo. We interact so much through media and forums and chats and Facebooks and stuff that oftentimes we just feel like these friendships are closer than they are. And then whenever we can meet that person in, in, in vivo in person, it's just really nice because you kind of just pick up where you left off uh, from a forum or from a text message and you go with it, but you're physically there with one another, creating new memories and going on adventures together uh, in real life. And it felt like a family reunion and always feels like a family reunion. And for all of those who come up and, and share their experiences with uh, some of the stuff you're creating, Dennis, uh, I, it was, it's just wonderful. And again, just like a family reunion, there was many people that I interacted with at Expo that I think are turds that I don't like very much. But that doesn't mean that I can't just embrace the moment that is, find some acceptance and some uh, and some love for them being who they are, albeit only once or twice a year. Okay. That was nice, right? No? <laughs> no, uh, excise toxicity from your life and don't do family reunions with bad people. No. What? Really? I mean, I can tolerate a lot of people, so for me, it's okay. But for some people, it's really hard on them. And I think in those cases, DNA is irrelevant. Excise them. Oh, see, I wasn't going for that. I wasn't. Oh, you know, well, because well, you had this whole tie-in with getting the people there. at yeah, t- you know, like TPN folks and stuff. Yeah, but that's like, different because those are self-selected. uncle is a murderer, okay, but murderer. maybe he makes a killer turkey dressing. I don't you get killer turkey dressing. <laughs> yeah, that was so clever. Hey! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Pinball Adventures, that one's for free for Punny Factory. Sorry, Uncle Charlie. Trending down this week, though, is Cactus Canyon Remake. (laughs) (gasps) What? She went up, and five minutes later, she fell down. Now, I'm I'm specifically talking about the value of the LE. Numbers don't lie, Dennis. And listener, I only report the facts here. And the fact of the matter is, the moment that SE Plus was announced with that topper, you lost... Hmm, projecting aka making up number no 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 nope. numbers don't lie no. i just do there's only that's, a, that's your new shirt that's the one i'm gonna get made numbers no. don't lie i just do now there's one expert uh when it comes to this marketplace and it's me so i think what i say is the truth right or the standard i think i established standards here well you know what i'm the standard plus so <laughs> <laughs> I go a little bit further. The standard for a Cactus Canyon remake was right at 15000 when first announced, and everybody was trying to get their grubby little hands on a spot. Right now, you've seen that drop about $1,500 with this announcement of SE+, the value on the mm. secondary market. Wow. I guess the, the topper was valued at 1500 Took a hit. I think you could... That's 1.5x the topper standard. Sell that topper for 2000 uh, Or you sell the topper for 3000 if it if they didn't make the SE+. Plus. It's just the value's not there anymore. Still high, still over MSRP, but what wasn't going to be at 9250 Also training down this week is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pro. Man, the market's really not flooding. Not Yeah, it's flooding with these things, and the Pro 
is almost the preferred uh, trim level for this game. But Yeah, because the glider breaks too much mm. on the high trims. Uh, you're not wrong. But the Turtles Pro, you're finding in the low fives. Easy pin to pick up right now. Plenty of them out there. You'll probably talk somebody down a lot more. Underappreciated pinball machine. It's going to take a while for people to realize that. But if a challenge is your thing, beautiful artwork and a terrific theme and code set, and a layout that is challenging yet very much fun, fast, and flowy, Turtles is where it's at, but it's trending down based on objective data. Objective data. Gasp. Let's talk about this week's deal of the week. Bye, deal bye, of the bye. week this week. Look out. It's, this is not a specific deal of the week. No, no. This is a this is a forecast. Deal of the week forecast. I want you guys to, to pin a couple pins, if you will, for value in the future. Your deal of the future this week. I want you to look at the following games and them increasing in value next year. 2022, you're going to see the following machines see an increase in value. Led Zeppelin, Iron Maiden, and Guardians of the Galaxy. No need to uh, further detail why. Just keep in mind that I said that. Led Zeppelin, Maiden, and Guardians. If that's a game that you're wanting to get, I would suggest... Like we get, what, five, ten thousand 10,000 listeners here every week, Dennis? Of those that don't listen in the pinball hobby, take use of that. Get one of those games from them because you're not going to lose money at all with those three titles. They're only going to go up in value. Bye, bye, bye! Just remember. And we can't have the pinball market trends without asking people, what in the... <laughs> deal of the WTF this week... We got a link. I don't even know where you guys can see this, but it's on Facebook. Dennis, did you see this link yet? No, but let me go ahead and click it and probably get all the spam. I hope it's a wiener. <laughs> I'm already getting the sex toy invite, that's so right. it's not going to shock me too much. Okay, so I've got it loaded up. I don't know what this is. This isn't a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is interesting. It's not a ripoff. It's... I don't no, know the what price this is not bad. I didn't know this was a thing. It, they're calling this a pinball machine seat extension as if a seat was normal, but you have to extend said seat. This is a seat extension for a pinball machine. He says uh, he's out of Kentucky, Jeffrey Schwartz. Uh, you can check this out. He says in a true Kentucky accent, got two pinball machine seats as pictured. They connect to the pinball machine and the players actually sitting while they're playing. Both seats could use a coat of paint, though. 85 bucks for each. Pick it up in Louisville, Kentucky. A pinball seat. So it looks almost like an artist's desk, a drafting it's desk. M- but, it's metal. But that's where your butt would go? The butt part's metal. What? Like sheet metal. But then it has like this a, a place for your feet to probably yeah, balance more the weight metal. on the seat. What if you like take your feet off? Or are you going to fall backwards? This is weird. This uh, is a deal that what the hell is. No, it actually looks like the pin. Yeah, looking at the photos, the front legs of the pin, they have little like cup holders oh. that the pin's holding also, it down. It holds- it's clever. Okay. But it doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> You're sitting so far. Like, what if this thing is like a really comfortable thing? I. It's so uh, strange. It's listening. not. It's strange. Zach, it's not. It's not comfortable. There's no sitting in pinball. Not when you're playing Wipeout. No. <laughs> the premier name in pinball's Wipeout front, that is a high-action ski snowboard game. The front cabinet took a Wipeout. Shit. The, it's not too bad. Look at the planking Use on that thing. Use co-paint. It's got some scuffs above the coin door. Seal that got a some bit. paint on the coin door. Looking like shit. 
I, you don't sit down first off when you play pinball. You just don't. Now, hold up to all of those freaking out right now. Hey, look, if you have a medical disability that uh, disables your ability to stand up playing a pinball machine, this joke is not referenced to you. I mean, no offense here. But if you're able body Like the time you told that dude in the wheelchair he I, couldn't come in. I knew your you'd house. bring it up. I knew you'd bring it up. I because just, it's what you do. You're all like no tires on my floor. Just you know, skirt the wheels on my rug a little bit before. That's all I'm asking. Give it give it a full rotation on my rug so I can get that mud off them tires. I, I don't care if you're in a wheelchair, I don't care if you're standing, I don't care if you fly in my house, but if you got shit dropping off your shoes when you're flying, I'm gonna have an issue with it. Same with shoes. Just imagine Terry rolling up to your up your drive, and then you open the door and look at him, and he has a single tear roll down his face, and he turns around and rolls no, away. Uh, Terry can do no wrong. He can wheel through with mud, and I will uh, I will rope it off so that it stays there forever. Terry's different. He's special, and he's better than all of you listeners. <laughs> a pinball seat, everybody. Eighty five bucks. I almost want to buy this thing and powder coat it. <laughs> bye bye bye. Oh my gosh! Don't sit down when you quit powder coating everything. I like powder coating. I like it. I like it. I don't know what this is. It's so weird, though. I'm trying to think. Shout out to who sent this to me. Shout out to Cameron. I appreciate it, buddy. Deal of the... I have no clue what that is. Also, another deal of the what the fuck is going on pin side. It's a Guardians of the Galaxy LE+. Plus. Oh, okay. See, it's already falling into this thing. LE+. Plus. If you click on mm. this link... Oh, it's by, I have. It's by Kyle Scar. 81 out, outside of Kennesaw, Georgia. Again, no no direct uh, conflict with you. Uh, you might be one of my customers. You might be a friend of mine. Uh, it's not against you, but it's very much against you because you're out of your fucking mind. First off, you label the thing modded out. Brand new Guardians of the Galaxy LE+. You know how many misinformation pieces there are in that one title? Three. It's not brand new. It's out of the box. So it's not brand new. It's not a, a plus model of any type. And sure as the hell's not an LE, it's a pro. What are you doing mm. here, Kyle? Yeah, that's the thing that caught my eye yes. was the label of LE. I did too. And then uh, the linked game is a pro, and the details do make it very clear it's a pro. And I want an LE, so I clicked on it. It says two weeks old, Guardians Pro, every bit of premium LE, probably better, question mark, exclamation. This guy's a salesman. Plus minus 1,000 in mods. <laughs> well, I can tell you it's <laughs> minus. It's minus 1,000 in mods. He's got... Pin Stadium lights, okay. Kenwood speaker, speaker light kit, grued arms, same but better. Not in this way. Oh, I, same I'm guessing like the not premium the ones. Much. And that's that's false. The aftermarket grued arms, uh, I love your company that makes it. I won't say it out loud, but no, those are shit. Stern art blades and apron parts. <laughs> oh my God, None of so this mean. adds up to $1,000. Oh, a framed poster too. It's not a topper, but it matches the apron card. Who gives a shit? It's nothing to do with the topper. <sighs> top 10 looking game. <laughs> what? What is that? Next to zero plays, Dennis. What does that mean? Next to zero plays. Hmm. I've never heard of anyone, anybody ever. Well, the, there's only two numbers next to zero that are whole negative one and plus one. Yeah. So I'm guessing one, yeah. one play. Oh, local would be ideal. So you're thinking, man, you're beating up this guy. At least he has a good price. Seventy-two fifty for Guardians Pro. No, God, look, sell, sell, sell. I, you, but you told, I you know, just told I just us said that these games are going to go up. Not seventy-two fifty. You told us to buy one as soon as we can. And I would take a stance just not to buy this one because this guy is this guy is a, uh, a snake oil salesman. I'm what say. about oboe? No, it, I don't. It, no oboe here. It's a trade. Oh. Looking for a trade. 
Where's he went in trade? He's even put in the Craigslist where you type out the numbers so you don't get scammed. <laughs> 404 instead of 404 and spells out 9948. Okay. <clears throat> All right. No. You know, I have a I have a Godzilla LE Plus I could trade him. You might know it as firepower, but... <laughs> you might know it as firepower. Oh, man. He's looking for an alien, an Iron Maiden Legacy, the Beast, and Elvira's House of Horrors. Okay. No, I don't have any of those. I got a 40th anniversary for him. <laughs> Let's see if he wants to trade. Oh, shit. Sell, sell, sell on this deal, deal, rip off. And ladies and gentlemen, that was your Pinball Market Trends Plus. All right, Dennis, that's a lot of news. It's a lot of talk. Uh, it was a lot. Whew. That's a lot. The listeners are tired now. What are we going to do next week? Um, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> I'll to I'll do think. EGP. I need to get Steve Bowden on here. Would you l- know what? Um, would listeners want to hear Steve Bowden? Yeah, I always like Steve on podcasts. I, ta- I, I mentioned to to him, you know, if he ever wanted to come on and he didn't, uh, but with EGP, yeah, I don't probably need pitched him to him talk EGP. about his, well, yeah, but, but only in the sense of if he just wanted to come on and talk pinball, I, I said, you know, we don't even have to talk American. We can do deeper pinball in general. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I'm, I'm assuming not until more things wind up legally or anyone going to be in a, in a position to be comfortable doing that. But holy cow, the blueberry, blueberry Johnson yeah. on pin side. Guys like got his own pacer account. He's dropping nuggets. Yeah, I mean, there there are so many nuggets in that thing that like Baby Yoda is now Jabba, <laughs> eating all them nuggies. Yeah, there's that's a how lot. extreme it is. Holy crap! It's so it's bad. the stuff out of I don't know if it's a Slack channel or some discussion group or email chain they were having, but uh, seeing all the the posts that Robert was doing about the uh, missing payroll mm-hmm. and all this stuff and just these statements about there's money in the pipeline and. You know, he was advancing all this stuff personally and all that. And it's just like, oh, the my darkness gosh. is now coming to light. It's just fascinating. Just fascinating. Terrifying. Fascinating. Yes. Uh, where can people catch it between now and next week? I think I always reach out to me at Eclectic Gamers Podcast at gmail.com or go to Facebook.com slash Eclectic Gamers Podcast. You can always shoot a message and I check those things pretty regularly. Absolutely. You can also email Dennis at the pinball network at gmail.com. I check that. So I will uh, I'll pass it along to him. Or if you want to reach out to me or any of the other TPM providers, we can help you out there. Follow, like, and subscribe to the YouTube page. We uh, we got some fun stuff coming up. I thought we were going to announce mm-hmm. this week, but uh, let's announce it maybe in a couple weeks here. Okay. Uh, sponsor plug of the week, Flipping Out Pinball. What? Yes. I feel like I... What do you have in stock? Well, in, uh, Product showcase, Dennis, is the Cactus oh. Canyon SE+. Plus. We got spots there. <laughs> so by SE Plus, do you mean pro? What do you mean? Uh, I mean that... <laughs> I always wonder now. If anybody wants one, we do have spots available. For anybody that ordered the SE that has not... Uh, I that I haven't heard back from you, if you want to upgrade to the SE Plus, we can do that as well. We still have an Elvira 40th anniversary. Uh, two spots left. We got that really special number 40 as well as uh, a, a, <laughs> just a plebe of a, a regular run number. But those are available, and they're going to be built very soon. So if you want an Elvira to play out of the box new, kind of be the only way to do it. Uh, Star Wars, mm. the pin, they're making them, people. They're making the premiums. It's just it uh, may not be as quick as everybody would love. Maybe I'm wrong. What about the Jurassic know. Park pins? Say, well, those are going to the pin. We've got those coming. I think we still have a spot for the pin, too, coming in November, December. So if anybody okay. wants that. 
I just want to show the dates because yep. the, the Jack's uh, version at Expo was this prototype. Yes, so. yeah. So that is coming. We do have Star Wars the Pin comic still in stock, so we have that. I think I have a Houdini left. Um, we have Willy Wonka LE. So we have some inventory for you guys to buy, uh, as well as pre-orders, Godzilla pre-ordering accessories. Got to be got to be patient because it is kind of the the talk of the decade here. But you will get your game. It is certain pinball, so you will get your game. It may take a while, but you'll get your game. We do have some Beatles gold coming in. I think I have a couple spots for those. And the Elite Pinball Indiana Jones Deluxe Topper exclusively now at FlippinOutPinball.com. Mm. Mm. Does that go on my Stern I, I Indiana Jones 4? Uh, I don't believe so. I don't believe mm. so. But we can figure it out. No, we can't. Yeah. Big Buck Hunters, CGC's Miss Pac-Man, Stranger Things Art Black. I get a lot of mods right now. Maybe not the ones uh, you want, but the ones you definitely need. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy shooter rods. I think we got a handful of Deadpool toppers. Nobody emailed me because we didn't get enough to fill our allotment. So some of you will be getting those uh, shooter rods for Avengers, I think, came in. I think we're going to have our allotment filled, so we may have a couple extras. So follow, like, and subscribe on Facebook for that. Deadpool stuff we have in, the Ninja Stars, the Stranger Things shooter rods, banners, 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 Mando banners now in. Escalator turnarounds, 8 to 10 weeks. Get it now. Let's do it. Merchandise. Buy yourselves a t-shirt. People, support this show. Support Puppet Pals. Support uh, anything. When's the new Puppet Pals? I don't know where they went. Poor fellers. They're probably Got waiting for you and I to save us. Save them. From what? Uh... uh have you not met the darkness that is the uh, the antagonist in that show? It's been so long, I don't remember. And his little crow sidekick? Hmm. Timmy? Oh, man. Timmy! I do miss the Puppet Pals. I saw, a, I saw a handful of Puppet Pal t-shirts at Expo. I don't remember seeing any. Yeah, I saw a couple. I, hmm. I loved it. I have to poke Canada a little bit. I saw more Puppet Pals t-shirts than Viva La Raza. Oh! <laughs> it's all funny. We're, we're having fun. Funny. It's all fun. It's all fun. TPN last week, the pinball show interviewed Mike Vinicor. Thank you, Matt Morrison. That was a good interview. He's, a, man, one of my favorite people that I get to hang out with at Expo. Yeah, I had dinner with Matt. He's, he's a, very, very knowledgeable. He's good. Um, and he's a good player. It's annoying. He's a really good player that n- nobody really knows about. Matt Morrison's yeah, he's a stealth that? player. That's where it's at. Triple. He's, a, he's a, what we call a player plus in the industry. <laughs> And we get to run with that for a long time. It's going to be a new <laughs> thing. Start good. coming up with shirt designs. Poor Seth Davis over at, uh, at Stern's like, what? that was my idea. That's why I came <laughs> over here in the first place. <laughs> Shit. Insider Plus, Gary. I'm telling you, it's a thing. <laughs> Triple Drain Pinball Podcast Episode 8, Three Stooges Meet the Wizard. Those knuckleheads are always good. Silverball Chronicles Episode 18. Maybe, maybe a cornerstone episode here. And what they're calling the mechs that made us. Uh, a very appreciative, of course, the, the biggest complaint about that episode were people writing and saying, you didn't talk about the mech I love. I know. I know. They could. They, it's hard to cover them all. I think they could do a part two. Yeah. Or I think David's uh, plan is to roll some of those mechs in with the more specific, like talking about particular designers sure. and stuff is, sure. is the scheme behind They've it. They've got it all planned out and scheduled over there. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, I, That's right. It's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know if Free Play Pinball Podcast has got it all planned, and but they talked about a pinball expo hangover in episode <laughs> yeah, eight. It was, it was an interesting one. That was a, that was a good one. A final round pinball podcast episode forty five tag team with Robert Byers top rope. You know what? I I loved uh, taking the side of that. Uh, podcasting is way more difficult than streaming. Until I saw George Fisher set up, and then I was like. Shit, Dennis, I think 
think it, some people may have it. Once so. they get it set up, it's just clicking a button. Don't be fooled. Once it's they, all the upfront work. Once they get it set up. Man. Just hit that button. Nice job, George. And the magic my happens. Other, one of my favorite people ever. I should have trained him up was Manu. I didn't know Manu from uh, Mystery Pinball Theater was a professional editor. So mm. like, he went through Did my- Did they tell you about compression and how useful it is? <sighs> Fuck off, Dennis. <laughs> I, yeah, he's I'm going to work. He's going to help me a little bit, but um, Manu is a big help and- I look up to him in a lot of ways, so thank you, Manu. Uh, the Flipping Out Pinball Tailgate Party VOD is on YouTube now. The VOD. Or if you want to skip all the commercials and listen to it with the phone off, you can sign up to YouTube Plus. No, it's like a YouTube Bing. Red or Premier. YouTube Red or yeah, something. Something like that. I don't know. Speaking of YouTube, TPN's YouTube, you can check out Joel, uh, just another pinball podcast, and flipping out video casts. He's been doing like video podcasts there with yourself, Dennis. Yeah, he's really run with your idea of, hey, what, I would like mm-hmm. just having people just talking pinball, not just you know staying there playing it. He's really been, I think yeah. he must be enjoying it because he's done a few episodes now. He's he's right now an all-star. He was streaming on the Flipping Out channel this past week, had a hundred and I think it was up to 180 viewers at one mm. point. I saw there were a lot. Yes. So we gave away some shit. And we're going to mm-hmm. give you away a banner. Remember, if you want this banner, Godzilla banner, beautiful, ah. beautiful artwork, email us at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com with your Godzilla roar. Come on. Woman up. Man up. Let's hear it. I want to hear these roars. Godzilla. Godzilla. This needs to stop now. Tom Graff and Fox City streaming the Expo tournaments. Be on the lookout for what competition they will be streaming next. TPN this week. I don't know podcast-wise what we have this week, but I can tell you. Maybe nothing because a bunch dropped late last week. They did. They did. So it might just be us. I can tell you there's some really interesting uh, streaming stuff coming up, and that's coming from Don't Panic Flip. We've got another Iron Pinball battle on the 8th. Kink, kink. Yeah, November 8th, 2021. So today, holy moly, today at 10 p.m. Mountain, ugh, George, 11 p.m. Central, right? 11 p.m. Central. Jedi McMuffin is going to take on, ooh, it's going to take on Flipstream against Hot Wheels. Vroom, vroom. And then on the 11th, three days later, we've got Sir Snarf versus, snarf, snarf, snarf. <laughs> versus Nick the Pinsomniac. And Sir Snarf works uh, for P3. Alex, over there, good to meet him. Mm. They are battling on Deadpool. Oh. Yeah. Jerry may not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in, follow, like, subscribe, support us as much as you can. Uh, We had a lot of love from all of you individuals this past past week or two with what we're doing at TPN. And we can't wait to share with you all of the new exciting things that we have coming very soon. You think this is pinball media? You didn't see nothing yet. And special shout out to Kevin Hart, who came over and gave us a goodie bag for TPN and said he appreciates all the stuff we did. And now all kinds of goodies for everybody to snack on. Yeah, I've heard about combos. Not a snack. I can't believe you've never eaten a combo. I just don't have any memory of it. I'm not saying I've never done it, but... Yeah, powdered cheese inside a rolled... Like a, a pretzel. Yeah. Oh, the concept was well explained to me. I, <laughs> Sorry. All right, for Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Minnie. Always remember, if a game's making a fuss, just turn it into a plus. Damn it. I was kidding. <laughs> you were not. You're never ready on these. I'm, never I'm always ready. ready. That was really, was really good. And always practice safe pimba.
It's possible that that closing joke was a little bit too deep. It came from the blackness. <laughs> maybe, maybe cut that one. Out. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> fucking harsh. I'm sorry. Oh God, uh, I'm such a dick today. Well, that one was good uh, though. That was good, but yeah. I well, no, so. it was, there was gold there. Yeah, I just I chose to mine it instead of passing it by. Uh, you are a better man than me.